0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 101. I'm your host. I'm in the basement. I'm ready to talk wrestling. The guy across the table from me is my son and co-host. Who are you again? I forget. Um... I don't know. You don't know either? No. It's Jack. I'm just kidding. I know who it is. I'm aware of who he is. He's here again, ready yep. to talk about some more wrestling. Yes. Got a bit of a heat wave going on? Do we? We do. I don't know. So we're looking to get this done. I want to get in the pool before we leave and go to your... Ha grandfather's yeah, right. your grandfather's house without your grandfather in it right
1: we'll just leave it like that yeah we'll just that's all we're gonna say yeah well no
0: because he's traveled to korea for two months and Aww, we're sort of all sharing in the responsibility of looking after oh a, we're not
1: mostly your yeah, aunt and uncle. mostly the other two which makes sense because they probably they don't really do stuff well they do lots well, but okay weird. phil does stuff but i don't know
0: well your aunt can work from home so that's why she's moved exactly. in there mm-hmm. to look after the rather large yet fairly While also bringing in her own very large german shepherd but yes. very nice temper temperament like he's a he's a sweet boy Little even despite baby. being big and then yes a golden retriever as well so we're gonna head down there and are you guys planning on watching the batman or something it was that for today possibly nice so i think that's what we're up to later but yeah it's like 35 degrees again here today mm-hmm. uh, celsius for our american friends that works out to i don't know Around 100, probably. I don't know. IDK. Something like that. You can look it up if you care that much. But it's hot and it's great because it hasn't been hot. So you're officially done school, right? Yes. Did you enjoy a lazy week? Yeah, pretty much. Home by yourself, basically, which was pretty good, I guess. And uh, I don't know. What else is new? I don't really have much to talk about today. I was at basketball practice with your brother again. Yeah. As per usual, they won their game on Tuesday by like almost 30 points. Um, their team is looking quite dominant so far, but anyways. And you, what's new with you? Nothing. Nothing. That is exciting. That's some amazing banter we got going here today. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't really do things. You don't really it's, do things, especially not lately. Well, we had people over last night, and you guys uh, swam for yeah. a whole bunch of time and ordered late night pizza. You owe Richard and um Chuck a thank you because they really wanted pizza, so your mom just was like, "Let's order pizza." <laughs> So yeah was, i thought that was weird it was their choice so us uh our grown men three grown men in their mid 40s sitting in a hot tub eating pizza in a hot tub and drinking they were drinking beer and i was drinking whatever water i don't know what like but a anyways doof like a doof yeah and then that, you heard chuck's song about me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i got out my old guitar um i don't play guitar which is why i was giving it to a couple friends of ours who are much more musical for them to keep it at, at their place down the street and what was the song about wishing wishing I would drink more beer with them yeah <laughs> something like that he wrote an impromptu song about me not drinking enough beer so I'm sorry to disappoint them but anyways uh i don't know we got uh, a bunch to talk about this week because in any other wrestling business i'm going to talk about i think for the first time some GCW right this is what and this is what any other wrestling business was really what i wanted it to be was just like if you watched random stuff this week you talk about it right so right I checked out GCW, what was it called? I Never Liked You, which I thought was a pretty funny pay-per-view name. I always
1: name them weird.
0: Things. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. Still nothing crazy. Just quickly go through most of the matches. Maybe all of them for that one, and then slam wasn't
1: Deathmatch or anything. No, right? there
0: wasn't. And that's why it's it reminds me of ECW because it's not all extreme hardcore deathmatch stuff. I feel stuff, like it also varies from some. shows to show. It does. I feel like some shows, that is all it is Yeah, like, there's from what I see. There's definitely more on some shows than others. And then I also watched um, Impact Wrestling Slam Anniversary, their 20th anniversary, right? I think it was, which I was surprised. It feels to me like they've been around longer than that as somebody who's watched it off and on, mostly on, since the beginning. I felt like it was around before sounded, that. But I, but I assume they would know. Sense. I, I assume they would know when they were born. 2002. Right. I know it was 2002. It's correct. Right? They were doing the weekly pay-per-views. I don't know why it just feels... Like, it's been longer. It too. is accurate. I know it is. But the, you're. I kind of agree with you. I think it's because that company has been on the cusp of death, like, 20 times. And sort of, it just <laughs> will not. It's well, like the cockroach of wrestling. You just cannot kill it, right? Which, uh,
1: it's so weird. So that pay-per-view is a, like, what they, like, literally went to head-to-head with Raw at one point. Like, right. I don't know how they haven't died. Like, they merged with Global Force Wrestling fell out with it i like think for a while it was
0: dixie carter's mummy and daddy had tons and tons of money it was sort of like a tony khan situation right where their family has ridiculous amounts of money and we're just like this is your little hobby you can run it sort of thing but yeah it's uh still surviving and died yeah so that show was a bit of a mixed bag but i'll talk about that <laughs> kind of quickly when we get there but um i don't know i think that's about good for banter do you want to just move into talking about Stuff. Sure. All right, so we're gonna transition first into looking at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So, in terms of ratings this week, we always look at NXT and AEW Dynamite, just because we always have. Uh, so, NXT drew 637,000 viewers this week, which is up 4%. Earned a .18 in the key demographic, which is up a large 47%. So this is the highest rating the program has seen in the demographic since Halloween Havoc. And for the first time in, I think, a while, they had no notable competition. So no NBA, no NHL playoffs. So that was sort of a, a better snapshot of their rating. So 637 up a little bit this week. AEW Dynamite averaged 878,000 viewers, which is up 15%. They had a pretty low week last week. I think, what was it? They were up against Stanley Cup finals last week, right? So mm-hmm. they picked back up 15%. Earned a 0.31 in the key demographic, which was also up from 0.28 last year. So it did better than last week, uh, which um, was the lowest viewership for a go-home show in the normal time slot since Full Gear 2020. So ratings up for both companies, um, partly at least due to not so much competition from major sports. What do you have for us, sir? Um, so
1: oh, there's a match that's like, it's, I think it's all but confirmed. Uh, for SummerSlam, which is July thirtieth. Why that's is that? Really, why is that surprising? Is that's that really late? early.
0: Oh, it's early. I don't know when. Is usually SummerSlam? in August.
1: Is it? Like end of August. Like it's, it's a month before it usually. Is I weird. Think. Yeah.
0: They do, and they usually are consistent. Like they don't usually mess around. I wonder why. Mm. Um, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Does that interest you? I, I assume it does. Absolutely not. <laughs> wow, that sounds yep. amazing. That's... But at least I mean, it's Happy Corbin is done with Madcap Moss because that seemed to be quite a lengthy feud as well but that's what they do right Mm -hmm. seven eight matches of the same type um what do i have it was a not what was it last week that was a crazy news week yeah i think last week was pretty good and then this week not so much so in response to a fan sort of being critical on twitter rhea ripley has revealed that she is dealing with a brain and teeth injury i even saw a shot of like basically a bar across her front i think like four teeth trying to hold things together. Um and so basically, obviously, Ripley will not be in the Money in the Bank match. So, did you see who won a multi woman match to take that spot? You bet I did. And who is it? Carmella. Correct. So (laughs) Carmella earns her way into the Money in the Bank match, and it was something. The response was because a fan was basically being an idiot and saying, "You sure don't look like you're injured, right?" And she had to go, "Well, it's a brain injury, genius," kind of like that, right? Like, um. But anyways, yes. So we get Carmella instead. I don't think that is an upgrade by any means. Not that I'm a huge believer in Rhea Ripley either but it's Carmella so anyways what else do you have um in a time where there's a bunch of injured stars and
1: Kyle Riley's out with a mystery injury as they call it
0: yeah so it's coming up later in my news that it seems like AEW kind of does the same thing as WWE and that's they're specific about injuries unless it's um concussion or COVID then they seem to go like secretive about it so i'm wondering if it's a concussion but uh yeah there's tons of injuries right now speaking of injuries yeah nailed nailed it according to dave Meltzer in the latest observer newsletter both io shirai and zoe stark are set to make their returns to nxt relatively soon
1: injured i had no idea
0: so io was injured but again no um they didn't reveal what the injury was ever but apparently there was a picture circulating of her in a protective boot and then Zoe Stark was like a knee... I remember her being knee in surgery. there was the whole right? thing about it. but Right. So, um, yeah, they are both scheduled to be back. I don't know. like, They were a tag team when they left, but I guess they need something in that division, right? You'd think. Because who are the tag... Te- oh, we don't really watch it, but who are the tag team? This so it's still Toxic attractions. Yes. But who else even exists?
1: I think the thing right now, it's uh, Roxanne and... Oh Jade, that
0: Cora was. Jade, yes. And then I like in then you have like I guess Cat and Zero. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Katana Chance, is yes. that right? <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> and um, her partner Carter, hmm. and then Faroyes and, but they're like enhanced. Why can't I remember the other one's name ever? Elisa Leon. Thank you, Leon. But there, yeah, they're, they're like. A, They're like
1: the Malik Bladen and Anoaʻi of
0: the women's division, that, even though there's like far less teams. That is a very apt comparison. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I don't mind if Io and Zoe are back as a tag team, but, to in my opinion, they should just steamroll right to the titles because mm-hmm. that Toxic Attraction experiment needs to end. Mm-hmm. But anyway,s what else do you have?
1: So you mentioned Katana Chance. Uh, sure did.
0: Speaking of
1: renames, oh, uh, segues. Uh, someone got a vignette on NXT um and it is someone we both enjoy i I told you about it but i'm trying to find their name now so then i can say it right because i kind of remember but um it's not while
0: you're doing that i saw um eichner's new entrance yes he looks kind of cool it's interesting he basically looks tanned and and they freeze it in a couple spots yes and And his
1: beard is like a lot more um what
0: prominent i hope it works out for him because he's, freak- uh, it's he's still freaking shouldn't. awesome. Okay.
1: Well, Jordan Devlin's coming to oh, 2.0. Right. Yes. And now he's JD something with a D for his last name. You I don't, don't remember what it is? I remember what it's spelled like, but I don't know how to say it. It's what is like- it spelled like? D O N A G H. Oh. Donach. Donach. Donate. Interesting. Duna. Yeah, but it looks like he'll be keeping the ace thing, but I still think it's stupid. Yeah, I guess because that was his indie
0: name, probably, right? It was not a WWE name. Probably,
1: but let's keep it for however many years and then change it. Well,
0: because he's coming to America now, and nobody... Watches anything else. So they, there's not a lot of NXT UK people. So they're right. probably like, who is this guy? Right. Oh, we'll get to NXT UK. Uh, then we've got some issues, right, with New Japan uh, because they have a dedicated Lucha Libre partnership with CMLL. And that means that some of the Forbidden Door people from AEW who are affiliated with AAA are not sort of welcome to do that. So Forbidden Door is kind of caught in the middle, and a bunch of AAA talent have been pulled from planned matches. That includes uh, Ray Phoenix, um, Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, I heard Andrade is supposed to face uh, Will Ospreay, which, which would be been awesome. awesome. Roosh and Penta, unfortunately, all removed from Forbidden Door. They did apparently have plans for each of those guys. That sucks. And now none of them will be there due to that conflict. So that's, I mean, we'll talk more about Forbidden Door once we get into AEW Dynamite, but it's been a bit of a mess get leading up to the show. Between... It's not looking bad. but No, like, but just like...
1: It is definitely like... Like, they're scrambling all over the place and, like, putting due,
0: stuff together. Due to injuries, due to talent. For better or for worse. Not being allowed to go. Away. Right,
1: and maybe that's part of it, right? It like, is. maybe, like, it is. that's just, like, part of them. Like, because it is, like, really, like, scrambling all over the place. And so maybe that's just part of it. It's like, I feel maybe if they had, like, if all their plans worked out, like, Lucha Bros, Andrade, etc., maybe it would be better. But um, maybe that's part of it. But it is definitely, like, they're scrambling all over the place. The
0: card looks good. But until they ran down the card on Dynamite... I I mean, you no, only remember like the the major one. I had no idea what was going on. Right. But anyways, what else you got? Um. So Tony Khan provides some updates on
1: things, some stuff like Jeffrey and other stuff. Right. So um, he's impressed with the ticket sales for Forbindor, So they've already t- been talking about good Forbidden Door So that is kind of coolio. Mm-hmm. Um. And then on Jeff Hardy, uh, he compared it to. Uh, mocks his recent struggles like with the rehabbing so, so he said i'm really glad nobody got hurt but what jeff did going out and driving is, uh is different from the other thing yes and i still don't like hearing uh them the two compared if that makes sense i feel like i'd be remiss if i didn't give jeff a lot of credit for now doing the right thing which he, it's not like what he getting before. arrested getting going, caught getting to, going to rehab because he got caught right and is facing jail time yeah everybody's so really... Jeff got to do the right thing he wants to stay at the Aew because it's his last chance good Cause I don't, I like.
0: It's amazing how sorry people are when they get caught. If he right. didn't get caught, I don't think he'd be so sorry. Right, right. Um, I, don't,
1: I don't. I feel like you should be gone already. Cause I don't think he. He's not even that useful. But
0: ready for this segue? Yeah, sure. Speaking of DUIs, woo! <laughs> nice. Uh, so Tammy, Tammy Sitch. All right. Um, FKA Sunny. Sunny. She is facing a DUI manslaughter case because she killed somebody, something we were saying Jeff Hardy's Lucky He Didn't in his selfish choice to drive while intoxicated, but she did. Um, So have you heard this? Her lawyer has filed a motion, he did file, and it was successful, to be withdrawn from representing her. Like, basically, like, I don't want to represent this person. I can't stand it. She's not cooperative. Um, what the he said he, in the motion he filed, he cited an impasse quote unquote in the handling of the case. What um, is that? but basically they're not getting anywhere. They oh. can't get anywhere that, um, she described as leading to an inability for the two to cooperate going forward and Sitch failing to comply with an employment agreement. So basically a lawyer saying, I don't want the money this person's going to pay me. I don't want to represent her. I don't want anything to do with her. What well, is wrong with her? Because she's, 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 she's a mess, She's always getting in She's a mess. Uh, and unfortunately a, dam- a danger to society at this point, right? She's already killed somebody driving now. And this is, I don't know how many DUIs she's had. Multiple. I want to say like a half dozen. How is she not in prison? I think she has been. And I imagine she will be going back, quite possibly. Here, what is
1: like what? What is wrong with her? I, I remember
0: watching the video, but like, what? I'm sure there's mental health issues there, and I think there's just like she was famous and now she's not, and maybe struggles. Oh no, with she's that. still famous. Well, she's infamous, I guess. Yeah. From famous to infamous, the Tammy yeah. Sitch story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that should
1: anyways. be the title of her book. <laughs> it should be.
0: Uh, what else do you have? I only have one uh, I more. have nothing else. Um, and then I just have another injury update, according to Dave Meltzer, regarding Brian Danielson. No confirmed injury for Danielson, but this is where he was saying it's believed to be a concussion suffered in the chaotic anarchy in the arena match.
1: Oh, he can't he can't be doing that. No, anymore. and
0: this is where Meltzer says that AEW kind of follows the same example from WWE where they're open about injuries as long as it's not a concussion or um, COVID. They call it the two Cs. So unless it's <laughs> one of those two, they'll admit it, but those they try to keep under wraps for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's it that's, for news. He is
1: not the guy you want to see. No, anything um, around his head or neck, right? We don't want yes. injured because he's amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, but I guess that's going to wrap up news and rumors. We'll Indeed. move into our first in-depth review each week, and that's taking a look at AEW Dynamite.
1: Um. So we open the show with Brian Danielson speaking um speaking of out. his injury we just finished up the yes. news with right uh and he comes out to speak on that and stuff he says this week is a great week to be an AEW fan and a pro wrestling fan he says on sunday there's forbidden door between the two best pro wrestling companies in the world which is valid because i don't think you can include wwe there i sure
0: i certainly would not
1: nope nope uh he says you'll see some great pro wrestling the next week you'll see pretty much the opposite which is blood and guts um, he says he was challenged by Zack Saber Jr., which this is the first I'm hearing of him being which challenged with
0: Zack Saber Jr. It would have been amazing. I've told you, like I'm, I'm yeah. becoming a Saber fan, right? I didn't really like him early on, but now I do. And no, I but been... you did not like him in the CWC. That match would have been amazing. But it... Yeah,
1: and I, it's just weird. Like this is the first I'm yeah. hearing of this challenge. Yes. Like what? I didn't even see it on social media. Um, and Z- Saber said he would prove he's a better technical wrestler than Danson, and Danson says he was excited to prove it was wrong. It'd be some good news and some bad news. He says he's not clear to compete at Door or a blood and guts i'd be surprised if he was clear to compete at blood and guts because blood and guts mm-hmm. um it's right there in the name uh he says Kingston said he was a judgmental prick and he says that is right <laughs> he has high standards so when he promises something will be amazing it will be he says the good news is he's found the one person he trusts to take his place at Door and blood and guts will take it to Zach ever jr and kick jericho's head in and we will all be astounded he says he won't Reveal it now. He won't tell Zack Sabre Jr. either. He says to tune in on Sunday. Um then Sabre comes out, shouts stuff I didn't catch because it wasn't really like mic'd or anything, no. and that ends it.
0: Yeah, are you assuming it's Cesaro?
1: Um, so I saw someone call it with Cesaro, but then I also saw him, like I saw Gargano's in town. Ooh. So I mean that could be a I, coincidence, th- but like also if you want to go like who's going technical with Sabre, who's more likely Gargano right. or Gargano. Cesaro like I don't I mean I guess both possibly yeah but also I don't know if either of them blood and guts keep in mind they also go into blood and guts so I forgot about
0: Gargano that's great yeah so obviously it sucks that Danielson's out um but at least they use this to build some anticipation with the mystery opponent and if AEW is doing this they generally deliver like it's not going to be somebody we've seen before probably um I don't think they needed this segment to open the show. That's my only criticism. As you guys know, if you're a regular listener, I'd like a match and a hot match if possible to start out. Um, so I don't know if this needed to be placed here, but I do like Sabre a lot more than I used to. I would have loved to see Danielson, but now that you've given me the idea it could be Gargano, that's what I'm going to focus on, and I really want that. You're setting me up for disappointment now because I hadn't thought of that on my own. But I don't know what just bet. F- I'd probably prefer Gargano. I don't know. Just a Gargano, I
1: feel like it's more interesting. I don't know. I love Cesaro too, but he just, I don't know, just I'd doesn't. Gargano. Doesn't sound. I don't know. He's just kind of been around for a while and just hasn't done anything. So it's almost yeah. like there is that stink on him a bit. There like, is not. Not saying it wouldn't be bad. Like it sounds like I'm being mean to Cesaro, but I don't know.
0: It's just like Gargano is more interesting. Yeah, we've been told that Cesaro doesn't matter for years and years and years and years now, right? We're at least. I feel
1: like it's easier to like. When they're telling you he doesn't matter, so then it's easier to just go like, no, he does matter. Like I feel like it's more
0: they've shown us right for l- many years,
1: and well, and it's similar to like when Daniel Bryan was like being kind of in a similar spot, and then it's like it's easier to like be like defend him a lot when he's like being put down. Now Cesaro could show, and I'm just like, then you just kind of remember all the times when they're yes. telling you the opposite, and you're just like. Oh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, so it's weird that they start the show by him coming out and going, "Sorry, I'm not gonna wrestle the match that you had no idea I was gonna wrestle," right? Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so when, he, when we, like he's gonna miss Rabindor, I'm like,
1: okay, like, yeah. is he? Because you had a match, he, I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> anyway. did Saber challenge? I assume Saber challenged him on New Japan, did them, But then still, why did I? Why am I only just hearing about it? Like yeah. he's like, I'm not gonna wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. I'm like you were going to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. Like,
0: and I and I forget things. So I was always like, okay, maybe I was supposed to know that. But if you're telling me you didn't know that. I had no idea. Then that's a pretty good sign we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. what do you think?
1: I thought it was solid. I'm surprised that this opened the show. <laughs> kind of like you just said. Um, I wonder what actually took him out. But like you said, I guess that that kind of fills in the gap for me. Um, In kayfabe, they did say it was Jericho and Hager. But I assume it was something from that match, just not that. But right. Uh, it could be any number of things if it's that a concussion, was an right? insane match so yep. there was lots of opportunity for
0: a head injury exactly for sure. for sure um i'm
1: hoping it's not like another long thing i don't think it will be um i don't mind them keeping the surprise until the sunday It builds more interest for the pay-per-view which is good i think they should do that and i hope they're not overhyping it also i saw an interesting uh thing that like someone said like because even 20 cons kind of like a secondary pay-per-view so think kind of in your house which not that's not necessarily like a a bag on it but no like so i was saying like they should or he, the, they were saying like they should use it to hype the crap out of blood and guts because like in your house is always like mm-hmm. you're hyping the next baker right. show, right so I've, they were saying sense. they should do that um so i hope they're not over hyping the surprise and now maybe we'll expect gargano and then we don't get gargano yeah i'm just trying to think like if there's anyone like who fits the billing to face saber jr because i feel like anyone if you really try you can stick in blood and guts even though it would yeah. be weird to see Gargano, or I don't know if I've seen ever seen Gargano really bleed. I don't either. Can't yeah. remember. And I, I don't know. But um, and so I saw someone predict Cesaro, which I think would totally work. But I'm also kind of liking the Gargano idea Me too. Um, I don't remember seeing Saber since the CWC, which was 2016. Mm-hmm. If anyone, he's a lot remembers. better. Um, so we'll see how I like him at Forbidden Door. Um, yeah, I hope you yeah.
0: do. It's like it's grown on me for sure. Uh,
1: next, we got a quick John Moxie promo kind of goes hand in hand, I guess. Um, Moxley talks about how Ortiz, Santana, Kingston, Yuta are all survivors. Moxley hated Chris Jericho because he's driven by money and ego. Also, so I, if it's him, prime powerful Kingston, Yuta that's already five, empty yes. and Danson a replacement, I think it is six on six I've, that I predicted. So I, I think he's throwing Guevara in yeah. there, so I think that makes sense. Uh, Moxley said that we'll find out how much. They can endure inside the bloody steel cage. Moxley talked about Forbidden Door facing Hiroshi Tanahashi, and saying this means more to him than anything you can imagine. Moxley says that it's been three years of becoming a better man. Moxley said tonight it's business when they team up, but Sunday it is personal. And he said once that bell rings, he has no respect for anyone.
0: Yeah, I think Mox did a good job here, and I don't think it's his fault, but like he had to shift gears through a lot of topics here because the placement of Forbidden Doors, its end. Um, blood and guts being so close together, right? There's so much going on at once. Cause it's two pretty major shows at the same time almost basically. It's starting to feel like maybe there's not enough attention being paid to either one of them, and Moxley's having to deal with a whole bunch of stuff being thrown at him at once. So I thought he did a good job here, but it it's almost overwhelming for me because I'm trying to keep straight like who's dealing with who and, and when and in which pay-per-view or special show or whatever you want to call it, right? So I feel like the the placement of Forbidden Door and or Blood and Guts could have been better because it's all just sort of running together for me and I'm having trouble keeping it all apart. But anyways, mm-hmm. Mox delivers things great. It's just he had a lot to get through here, I felt like. <laughs> yeah. um, I like this a solid little promo after dancing,
1: um, am hyped Blood and Guts a bit. So, And he kind of talked about the whole team too, which I think was good. And focusing on Forbindor a bit too. He did have a lot to talk about here. Um, luckily he said about Jerk and Jass. And it, it makes sense because when you think about it, he is kind of the polar opposite of them. Yes. So I think that kind of works. Um, next we get our opening match. And uh, probably where in-ring action peaks, in my opinion. I was just going to say my match of the night. Um, trio's action is Orange Cassidy and Rapunky Vice take on United Empires. Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. Or as I wrote, Will Ospreay and United Empire. Because that makes that makes sense i right. meant to write ozzy open which is kyle fletcher and i think it's mark davis
0: if you say so uh friends um, of ours right First, yeah totally. close personal friends yes. of ours because we met them once for up yep. 90 seconds
1: yep <laughs> um so notables uh cassie and her punk device look for stereotypes they all get caught and then rocky and cassie get rammed into each other with trent brad in the middle so that, that was kind of cool and they all get slammed on the apron um cassie got a hot tag hit Ozzy open with the kicks of doom as they're called then a double hurricanrana then a single hurricanrana Davis and a tilt world DT to Fletcher Osprey backflips off of Cassie's chest hits an enziguri then goes for a follow-up Cassie hits the stun dog millionaire um there's some really nice tag offense on Romero from Ozzy open and then there's some really cool spine buster move for a two count uh then there's one of those sequences where everyone hits something on someone else mm-hmm. uh Davis pulls like Trent up from the ground like just pulls him up from his feet into a pile driver position and hits him with a pile driver for two so that was really cool and the finish comes when Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch to Fletcher to score the pinfall. And then just after the match, O'Con and Jeff Cobb, the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. IWGP is fun to say. <laughs> and uh, United Empire have a numbers advantage until FTR show up and United Empire back off. Um I don't know if it was confirmed last week, so it might have been confirmed before the show, so we might have not talked about it yet. But they're the mat one of the matches for Fabindoor is gonna be uh Khan and jeff cobb of United empire versus ftr versus rapong device and the way it's working it's like a three-way tag <laughs> another three-way tag that should be fun um and it's going to be a winner take all for the iwgp and ring of honor tag titles so that's gonna be oh, cool. cool yeah i don't think i knew that winner take all
0: nice um few things I- i'm sort of waning on my interest in Orange Cassidy but I can't deny that the crowd still really reacted to him right like he got a great pop and so did FTR when they came out at the end to even numbers I thought this was a really good trios match like I said my favorite match on this show the crowd really got into it there was a little bit of the Orange Cassidy comedy stuff in the beginning um but once that got out of the way I thought this match really picked up and at Aussie Open I thought looked awesome in this with like you pointed out there was that one Really good double teaming seg uh sequence to Romero. Um, and then Cassidy getting the pinfall here. I it makes sense, right? Because I don't think there's any world where he's beating Will Osprey at Forbidden Door and taking the title from him. Like, I don't think that's happening. So, it no, makes, I don't think there's any chance it makes sense to book Orange Cassidy strongly here. But I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I especially impressed with Aussie open here. I just wish that this had been the opener, like they flipped this in the opening segment, right? Like, start out with this match then have Danielson talk after this because yes. I, this match I thought was really good. I was quite satisfied. And mm-hmm. like I said, Aussie Open, this is a nice introduction. They're even a lot better than we saw them at a little indie show. I don't show. remember what,
1: who, what they did at the And show. they're
0: bigger than I remember too. I mean, yeah, maybe they put on. Wade, I but...
1: remember Davis being the big one, but I remember in, in, like in this match, I was like, Fletcher is taller than I remember. Yeah, it.
0: I thought they looked great, and I really enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it was a great match too. I thought it was really fun, a good opener. Even better if it had actually like opened like straight up. Aside from Fletcher taking the fall to Cassie, I think Aussie Open, in particular, coming out of this looking really great. I think so too. I thought they had a great um tag offense sequence on Romero they look good in some other parts too and I, I like I think they're cool and well so we saw them so I'll, I'll yeah we're I'll, like, I, the, I like we're that. like
0: the hipsters like we knew them before they were in AEW <laughs> we liked them before <laughs> they were in AEW yeah so I'll, I'll like them for that
1: too but I yeah. thought they looked great here I thought Osprey looked uh good as well with, uh so good showing for the, that trio in general I'm enjoying them actually also like with, um Osprey's match last week I I would Really like for them to stay around a little while after Fandor, especially Aussie Open, because I think there's, uh, the tag division allows yes. a lot of really matches. Even if it's just like a couple exhibitions, um, I would love to see more. And I've been enjoying their matches thus far. Like me too. If you could work, they're a, cool. Uh, you can't really because they're new Japan. So I was gonna say you put them against Death Triangle. Nope, that doesn't really work.
0: Triple A Signal, no thanks. Um,
1: but anyway, you could work them versus Super Click. I don't know, yep. or something like that. Red Dragon. Red or yeah, be era. Be you could do that. I don't know, something like that. Anyways, I, w- I would like them to stick around because that was good, but this was great. Um, I, yeah, I guess Cassie makes sense because winning makes sense because he's not gonna win. I don't think Brindor. so. Mm. I can't imagine Orange Cassie's gonna be IWGP US champion.
0: I'm not super interested in that match, it might end up being really good. Also, but what Osprey is know. Aussie, right?
1: Mm. Or is he New Zealand?
0: No, I think he's British.
1: Oh, British, right? Yeah okay so a british guy is holding a united states title in a japanese company exactly to recap exactly for those who don't know um next we get a promo from Jay lethal and co aka bald indian guy and really tall indian guy with Mm -hmm. Jay lethal right uh sanjay dutt says sing's in-ring debut went amazing sure and it's time for a celebration lethal says he'll celebrate becoming new ring of honor tv champion but he can't until joe comes back to work he said the Joe can heal up that shoulder and come back and defend against him or vacate to the rifle holders. He was the longest-ringing champ, so he should just get the belt back for some reason. Uh, and Joe's time right. is ticking. Um, I thought it was okay as a short promo, but nothing much. I smell a Rampage match, if I've ever smelled one before. Um, and these guys aren't bad. I just, I really don't care.
0: Yeah, it's, I think the problem for me is, like, so this story is obviously still going on. It just feels like an example of something that like has been kind of put on the back burner since the push towards Forbidden Door, right? So, and I think Lethal and Dutt do a good job in this role. It's just, I think this story's just been spinning its wheels, right? And it needs to sort of gain traction and get moving somewhere. I think ROH really needs to get on TV at some point somewhere so that they can get started on getting some of these storylines on a separate show, right? Because this show is packed with you basically have three companies operating on one show right now, and I don't think there's enough time, right? So in a, in this two hour show, they're dealing with New Japan, Ring of Honor, and AEW, and I think it's just a lot happening right now.
1: And yes, like Ring of Honor is basically still AEW, but it's also like there are some splinters of Ring yes. of Honor, like the the storyline in particular. Like I feel like there's some Ring of Honor where it's like FTR, it's just the same thing. Yes. It. Um, I think it's odd. I also saw um Tully's faction got. A thing on rampage
0: oh did they yes
1: and then i oh, saw i forgot he's doing hey, something i know new. me too
0: because they've this had the back burner a lot of stuff as they're getting ready for forbidden and then blood i guns. don't know
1: when it's happening but at some point there's they set up gresham and lee moriarty versus Ooh. i versus um tully's group
0: so which who who is that again cage and two other guys right oh yeah i forgot about cage yeah interesting i guess i don't know so yeah the, i like Dutt and Lethal, I like them on the mic, but like I feel like this is the same thing over and over with yes. nothing happening.
1: Yeah, like they're I, they're delivering good, they're doing fine, and I don't. I'm just like I don't, I don't care, and like, I don't.
0: Let's get a match going, right? And you, I
1: feel like your time would be, be would be better spent on this. Like you're telling me and think this is here, and then the, we the only women's match we got was the one we got. Right. We'll get there. We did get there. Um, next, Christian Cage speaks in a turtleneck. <laughs> It's good heel. It's a good heel. No, outfit. it was. I was like, it was pretty bad I, thought outfit. Was, I thought that was funny because yeah. like, that was like, like that's young bucks kind of stuff right there where mm-hmm. you just like, that's just gross, but I respect it. Mm-hmm. Um Christian was asked to explain what happened. He got booed. Uh Christian said that the people in Milwaukee aren't very intelligent and they booed more and he told them to shut up. He mentioned um you didn't expect them to let Jungle Boy eliminate him from the casino bar last year. And he claimed that pissed him off because of the way fans reacted to him. So he's holding on to a elimination reaction from over a year ago. Right. Um, Christian said he thought maybe you should do a background check on Jungle Boy as he's getting shut the F up chants. Uh, Christian claimed he went on social media being accessible of losers. Um, uh, Christian told the fans they know nothing about the business. And he said he's one of the best to ever step foot in the ring. And he has it figured out. He said it would be like him telling you to take an order. Uh, I guess that's like a how you have a bad job joke. Right, you're
0: just a fast food employee. I think, um, Christian spoke
1: about how he did minimal work by sitting at ringside and cash that paycheck. Uh, he says he wasn't there to help younger talent; he was there to cash his paycheck. More on that later. Yeah. Uh, Christian talked about how he once had a match. Uh, the newspapers, yeah, which they named pay-per-views after, which I assume was like a pull match or something, right? Yes, Pro- probably. Yep. He's famous for his contract on a pole matches or something well they didn't they
0: imply that they made tables matches fa- famous that was the hardy saying that right so that would include christian too i think because remember they couldn't say tlc right. so they, they were a ta- ladder yeah, matches famous
1: because they were the ones who made tables famous right, right. totally that. there's no one else right nope. no no nope. no bubba's or anything nope. uh christian said that the one time he doesn't give a pre-match advice or walk out with jungle boy that lose the tag team titles that's dumb, but heologic logic, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a point, I guess. Um, Christian said now he's going to have to take control. He has to get his hands dirty, and that pisses him off. They finish, and then they showed a clip of when Christian told Jungle Boy's mom after the attack that they raised a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny.
0: And this is where this promo kicks into gear for me yes he
1: said he thinks that uh jungle boy's mom was a little sweet on christian cage and thinks she wanted christian to be jungle boy's father (laughs) he said he never wanted to be his father because he had a father since his father's dead being luke perry right (laughs) which is funny and it's a good thing he is dead because he didn't get to see jungle boy uh beaten up like that (laughs) that was pretty funny and he told jungle boy to enjoy his early retirement at 25 years old and stay gone um and luchasaurus came out and he was choking christian in the corner uh, Christian mentioned Marco for some reason. I, I missed that. I forget what it was. Me too. Um, Christian tried to get him to stop by saying Luchasaurus is like a sundown, which I thought was far-fetched, but heologic, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian said that they need to talk in private, not in front of the people, and he talked in Luchasaurus' ear, hugged him, and then Luchasaurus co- was kind of conflicted as he left. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, what did you think?
0: I was like really annoyed by the first half of this because... I was like, really, it goes back that far to an elimination, and you've been with this group for how long? Probably then, since, like, after All Out. And then Slow Burn teasing this this heel turn, and it just felt like WWE, that like a lack of creativity. Yeah, right? and it's like most of last year,
1: too. It's only like he didn't even really start going with them full time until, like, remember they teamed in the Falls Can Anywhere match, right. which was November of last year. Yeah. So you're telling me, like, he was planning this between what the spring and fall of like throughout the whole summer I remember he was like facing omega and like yes. it's like after that he like i don't know there's a bit of a disconnect
0: i felt like for sure the origin of this issue could have been a lot more creative and like yeah if you were so mad about it why did you wait so long and then he attempts to answer that by saying because it was for the money so like you made mo- you made more money by just not wrestling and f- or i guess maybe what he's saying to give him a bit of credit is he's saying that He got paid the same amount and had to do nothing? Like, is that what he's saying? Or is it because he made, like, a decent amount of money while doing nothing? But, like, which is better? So, basically, I didn't have... I guess he's saying I didn't have to wrestle or do anything, and I still got paid. Fine. I felt it was... Like, that first half annoyed me. I just felt like it was lazy and that they should have come up with something better in the time that they had to. But then when he started verbally attacking Jungle Boy's family and the stuff about his dead dad, I was super entertained, and I thought it was really good heel work. Even the look on Christian's face when he was hugging Luchasaurus at the end of this, I thought was pretty good as well. So I was, like, torn on this. I thought the first part was kind of lazy, um, and just, like, I didn't think it made sense. But then when he started laying into his family, I thought it was great. So I don't really know how to feel about the whole thing, but um, I liked the end of uh, Christian being just a disgusting heel at the end of this. So I thought it was good. You? Yeah, I, I was pretty
1: much in the same boat. I wasn't loving it at first. I thought it was lame Christian was waiting a year, over a year, to get payback on a Battle Royal elimination. Right. And most of the time that just goes by. Like, sure, there's a reaction, but like, I don't know. It's just weird. But of course, I should wait for the explanation first, right? But then it was so you could profit off of accompanying them by managing them, which yeah. it sounds fine if you don't think about it for more than five seconds. <laughs> Um, and if he just worked on winning more and like wrestling more, he would undoubtedly make more off of that. And I guess if like if he's all about money, I guess it's like like then he doesn't do work but while then, getting money. But, like, and is what's that the his thing? whole uh, just outwork everyone? Right,
0: that's his whole thing is outwork everyone. Or was that now, just BS? Like, I guess that's babyface Christian and heel Christian is like avoid all work <laughs> sort of thing and get paid the same. I or guess, I is know. avoiding
1: work while getting paid is that outworking people? Maybe. Because he's outworking he's them out of the working. He's making other people work while not working and still yes. making money. So he's outworking them by not working. Sure. So maybe it's because he's not outworking them in the ring. That's for sure. Next level. Um, It felt like a drag. Um, But when he started banging on Jungle Boy and his family, I thought that was really funny. Um, I'm not sure what angle they'll work with Luchasaurus, but that's somewhat interesting. All in all, it was fine. But if it's an unmasking angle, I will murder Christian because you can't do that. An unmasking angle. Yeah, if, like he turns heel, uh, and unmasks Lucha? and undinosaurs. Right. If he undinosaurs, I will. Christian will not like what happens because well, you can't. It's a threat, you Christian. Can't do that. That's a threat. I will outwork him. If he, <laughs> that's my threat. If he undinosaurs, Luchasaurus, I will outwork him. Un-
0: undinosaurs. Nice. Yeah. You've coined that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's D. Uh, if... Is it undinosaur or D dinosaur? I would say. Oh. Undinosaur. I mean, I'd go undinosaur. All right, fair and enough.
1: If we ever get merged, that'll be, that'll be like uh, sure. It'll be like someone unmasking the source, and, and then it'll have like a commentary quote, and be like, it'll, and it'll be like, you know, like the courts, like, by God, he's been broken in half. It's like, by God, he's been undinosaured. He's been undinosaured. You know. <laughs> uh, next we get a promo from Young Bucks and Kyle Riley, who's not injured. Right? Nope. I guess not. Uh, Nick says the titles are back on the best and the division is number one again. Matt says they did the first two-time tag champs. He says they'll be at the pay-per-view something about the Bucks being back in Bullet Club one night only, which turns out to be them teaming with Hikaleo. Woo!
0: Yeah, Hikaleo, Big fans here.
1: Um, I've, we must miss your wild cheering there. <laughs> you did. I'll, I'll uh, put it in post-production. Okay. I'll put in a bunch and of also And also El Fantasmo of Bullet Club. He's cool. Uh, versus Sting. Woo! Less cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed it again uh and uh darby allen with
0: romu takahashi and shingo takagi takahashi is cool i like saying takagi takagi school too so that's takagi. fine uh, yeah i thought these guys did a fine job but i'm not sure what really we gained takagi. from it like they're in bullet club suddenly for one night only like this is what i mean like there's just all this stuff happening at the last minute for this show right it's so many moving parts and things one thing I did notice and I think this is 2 weeks in a row that I thought Kyle O'Reilly sounded pretty good in a promo cuz that's not Yes, but what I thought was kind of weird here
1: is I thought it was weird he's like agreeing with them cuz they're like going on the, their usual stick but all how they're the best and the titles are on the best and he's like just agreeing with it but like only like a couple months back he's like remember they whole, yes. had the whole thing so I thought that was a bit of a disconnect but it's kind of a nitpick like for this cuz it's just like a get to forbidden door kind of thing but still i thought that was kind of and then maybe go back to that right yeah it's kind of like
0: they pushed pause to do stuff for this show and then they'll unpause stuff yeah i just thought that was weird weird. yeah
1: um i was kind of confused what they're doing Forbidden Door. now i now i get it (laughs) all what i wrote was something sting something bullet club blah blah (laughs) that's it um i don't know but at least they'll be there which is good because i think the bucks should be on the card even if they didn't have the titles i think yeah kind of bucks have to be there so i'm glad that they're there even though this is just kind of meh. and if Sting wrestles Hickaleo for any stretched period of time <laughs> I will slit, I will cut my eye out. Uh, I will extract just I will extract my own extract eye. Extract your own eye. Yeah. Fair enough. Eye I'll, for an I'll, eye. I'll
0: keep a spoon there just in case. I'll keep a spoon. Yes. Pop that sucker or out. Like, uh, right or left? What are you going to take ooh, out?
1: Um which one did Rey Mysterio do cuz I'll do the opposite. I can't remember. I think he did his left eye. So I'm going to do my I'm gonna no, I'll do. I'll Matt Seidel. I'll do my third eye. I'm gonna take cut up my Ooh. third eye. Yeah. Matt Seidel. Yes, I remember that gimmick from Impact. Yep. Yeah. Um. Next we get the final All Atlantic title qualifier, which is Malachi Black and Penta Oscuro, not using his cool half white mask because why use that for a match? Just use it for
0: your not match. And he needs to lose the tombstone and the shovel as the entrance. I feel it looks like really cheesy and cartoonish. It was cool the first time. I d- I don't like it. It was cool when he did it for the double
1: nothing. Uh, graphic? I guess. I don't know. Um, I've never but, liked
0: it. It just looks cheesy
1: to me. Yeah. Speaking of entrances, Malika Black uses solo theme. Woo! Yeah, it's cool. Woo! Good tune. It's my favorite. It's better than the House of Black theme. It's it's, it's so perfect. It, I love it. It's awesome. Okay. I don't mind listening to, like, the end part of it where it's like, cause it's The actual song is 10 minutes long. I think his theme is taken from the around, like, the 7-minute mark. Yeah. Um. So, like, from that point, I don't mind listening to it. Or, like, but it just, it's one of those ones where, like, I probably won't listen to it a lot, but it just sounds awesome when he's coming
0: out to it. Yeah. It's It does sound good. It awesome. suits him perfectly. It's
1: awesome. It might even be better than his NXT one.
0: Maybe. Which keep going. It's a lot like, of theme talk, man. I like that one. I did like that one, yeah. but I don't care that much about themes to talk about it for several minutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> think, Details. Th- oh, also in Pendus Entrance, I think the the beginning of his themes kind of like it's always like the alex avahuntas it's like penta says it's time to rise or something like and it's just like can we take that out or like replace it with something so I, I don't know really it's just notice. like it's kind of like i don't know if it's like corny is the right word but it's just kind
0: of weird and that's weird to me um and moving on from talking about people's <laughs> themes what did they actually oh, do should, once they got there play them no oh. <laughs> Denied. Oh. <laughs> Request denied <laughs> oh. Um. So notables there's
1: it was pretty fast paced right after that actually. It was. Um some strikes being traded, they're continuing back and forth on the outside. Eventually Penta gets the upper hand to hit a topic on Hilo. Um, at one point there was a roll through cutter by Penta for two, which I thought was weird because that's kinda Phoenix's thing. Mm-hmm. So that was bizarre.
0: Homage to his brother.
1: Mm, sure. Who was on Rampage, which we need to watch. Yes, we do. Um, there's a moon moonssault outside by Black. Um later on a diving foot stomp uh for two by Black in the Ring. Um, there's an avalanche package pile driver by Pentaf for near fall, which that I was, cool. was that was cool. Cause like and you
0: refuse to call it fear factor, eh?
1: I don't think it, it's fear factor. Even
0: I'm, though they call it that week after week after I'm week, I'm
1: pretty sure Impact like <laughs> called like plus package pile driver. I know, but cool. they've changed it. I think. So. I don't think you're allowed to do that.
0: <laughs> they did not apply for that name change with you. You're the committee.
1: Yeah, and then I was like, because package file drivers
0: alliteration, so it sounds better. And then I was like, (laughs) oh, oh, "Oh." so it's fear factor. You (laughs) worked that out on your own, buddy. (laughs)
1: Like five (laughs) seconds after I said that,
0: I was like, oh, whoops.
1: And like, plus,
0: made in Japan's a stupid name. That doesn't make sense. It's probably because he learned it there, or it was perfected by somebody in Japan.
1: He's in Mexico.
0: But it was made in Japan. But how are you missing that? He was made in Mexico. But the move wasn't.
1: But, that, but everything's made in Japan.
0: Well, you could, maybe not, but that move, anyway. China. This is taking too long. Carry <laughs> on. Um, The finish comes in black,
1: caught a kick from Penta, and then kind of swings around and hits the Black Mass to the back of the head, which they just still call it the spinning heel kick. And I think that's stupid. Give it a name or call it Black Mass. I don't so, know. So, wait, if that's wait, the wait. Taken.
0: Fear factor, we're not allowed to give a name, and we have to call it a package pile driver. <laughs> but the spinning heel kick we have to give a name well, you are inconsistent <laughs> immediately one after well, the other
1: you can't tell me spinning heel kick sounds cool package file driver sounds cool i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know what sounds cool but anyways um it, it all makes sense um miro cuts uh quick oh, right. promo on the tron i didn't catch much but i thought it was pretty good
0: I, a really good back and forth TV match. I thought I would have been totally fine with this getting a few more minutes. They could have pulled minutes from something else and added to this as far as I'm concerned. I loved Miro's promo after the match. I think he's just nailed that very unique character, right? And I think it's awesome that now he is doing things to spite his god and whatever else. So I uh, really liked the match and really liked Miro's promo after the match as well. You? Um, yeah,
1: so I thought those was pretty good. I think they started out really fast I thought it was cool. Um, and then the pace kind of slows down, but it's not like in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jenner was a good match. Like I expected Finch came a little sudden, but it was good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, some of the spots were cool. Um, I'm pretty happy black uses steam again. It sounds really cool. And I guess like, I didn't even think about it at the time, but like we kind of knew how it was going to end. Cause the whole triple A thing. Mm hmm. So
0: exactly. Now that we know there was no way that, uh, Penta was winning and getting on that show. Right Now it makes sense. Right.
1: It all makes sense mm-hmm. now. It does. Um, and I thought the mirror promo was solid. I didn't remember much, but I thought it was good. He's awesome. Um, we got a quick Wardlow promo package. Uh, Wardlow said he wants the TNT title. Um, Wardlow said when Scorpius guy is healed and ready, he'll come welcome him. He'll welcome him into Wardlow's world.
0: Um, and it was solid. Uh, I was pretty short, but it was good. Yeah, I thought it was Ward quick and effective. I don't. I still don't really think they provided significant reason for this like unstoppable monster who's been booked stronger than anybody to just be like no i'm good with the secondary title i don't the main titles what was this thing because it was cm punk and he's he waiting. doesn't want the
1: interim title
0: right but you'd take so anyways i don't think they did a great job of explaining that but again they booked him to the point where he has to win and keep winning um Based well, would you rather be presented. real mid-card
1: champion or fake world
0: champion? I guess he's going real mid-card champion. So I assume he's just going to storm to this title as he should, and that's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, so I thought it was a good little package, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we get Hanging man Page versus Silas Young for
1: reasons I don't know.
0: And it's funny because I told you that Silas Young is like, despite looking like a middle-aged man with a dad body, like he's dad. deceptively athletic, right? And that caught the crowd by surprise, too, yes. a couple times. We're told this is a renewed rivalry. I assume from
1: Ring of Honor, because I don't, I don't know if Silas Young's ever been in. He's been in Ring of Honor forever.
0: Yeah, the last real man's man or something like is his gimmick. Last real man. Yeah.
1: Um, and so he's Silas, not so young. Right. No, he's definitely not. Just like Eric Young. That's why Young has to be the worst last name of all time. Because
0: some point down the road, it just is not. Did you know that it is my mother's maiden name? Your grandmother, in fact. She's a young.
1: Well, that's why you get married, I guess. Cause then, now you're not young, right? Um, then there's lots of back and forth holds, some pins, Hangman then uh, boots him in the face. There's a cool rebound layer down the outside by Hangman. Um, Hangman caught Young when he goes for a kick and he kind of backflips out of it. Um, and then Hangman hit a fall away slam. That's where you can kind of hear the crowd reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, a German suplex and discus layer by Hangman and he finishes with the buckshot, of course. Of course. Um, Cole is at- atop the ramp to cut a promo, but he's cut off by Switchblade's music. Uh, Jay White apologizes for interrupting. It owes him an explanation. He's been giving it a lot of thought, and as the catalyst of pro wrestling, he has made for Bindor as big as it's been. And he says as much as he wants it to be about them and do a favor for a friend, his opponent can't be cool. And he says Cole lost to Hangman twice, which is valid. Fair. Uh, White walks the ring, says to Hangman, he knows they're all dying to know who he will face versus IWGP World Heavyweight Title says it won't be Hangman either. And then Hangman slaps the mic away. They kind of brawl. Um hangman gets a low blow by Cole and he's going for a buckshot So that kind of swings in favor of White. Uh Cole grabs the title. He's kind of like holding it, priming for a shot when White is kind of beating down hangman. Yeah, so teasing, hitting, teasing, hitting White, White, yes. Yeah. Um, but White kind of sees that and then Cole just plays it off as he's gonna hit Hangman. Right. And so they kind of set that up. Um then Okada makes his entrance. And fights both of them until Hangman In joins the fray. Yeah, and Okada um, and Hangman stand tall.
0: Yeah. Uh. So. The yeah, I, the match. Uh, this is <laughs> when I listen back to the show. This is one of the phrases I find I use. Like this match was all it needed to be, right? Which is my way of saying like it wasn't an amazing match, but it, it I didn't expect it to be. It was the idea was Silas Young gets a decent showing, right, and um, introduces himself to maybe some fans that didn't know him, and Hangman pa- Hang Hangman picks up a quality-ish win at least Um, and I think this is one of the cases where it's more about the aftermath than the match itself right so and I think Jay White is just so 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 good in the role he's playing right now just comfortable and confident I really like the tease of Cole like who's he going to hit with the title and oh it looks like White but White notices so now he's playing it off like he wasn't going to I thought that was a nice spot uh, I did not like Okada coming out in regular clothes. That was very jarring. What does
1: he usually wear for a promo? He's
0: uh, he's normally I don't know. He's just got the huge entrance. It's like similar to Cody Rhodes, right? To me, um, so to have him yeah, well, just would Okada wear a suit then. Probably he like he was just wearing like jeans and a t-shirt or something, right? Which was for me very strange to see. But he just looked like some guy running down, not a star from another company. But anyways, um, this tag match will be good. Oh, uh, sorry. I guess it's not a tag match now. At this point, this is where we were thinking this was going to yeah, be um, a so tag match. Yeah. Um. So I we thought so it'd be a tag say. match,
1: but it was then confirmed to be a four-way for the title. So which I'm I much prefer. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, I thought it was a solid match. On great, but it was solid. Um, it did what it needed to do. Um, solid enhancement for Hangman. Uh, Young didn't get a ton in, but look at what he, with what he got. A Couple of surprising athletic feats make mm-hmm. him look cool. Um, the aftermath, I liked Boyd a lot. He was pretty good. Um. It was still odd if, like, in Kayfabe, he's not going to defend against Cole or Paige. He'd be, he's cutting it way too close, you know what
0: I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, like, odd if you think about it. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of post-match stuff on Dynamite and even this episode. But this post-match stuff seems kind of meaningful, yes. right? Because a lot of times I'm just like, yes. oh, boy, people running down and fighting. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this
1: the whole brawl w- thing I thought was fine. Um, uh, the, sen- the dissension between Cole and White was good. Um, Okada coming out was fine. I didn't care much and was kind of weird using normal clothes. Um, and so yeah, I was worried because I thought it'd be a tag match and I was like, gross.
0: But yeah, I the title is on the line in a four way, so I, I like that much Me too. Better.
1: Um, next we got a quick Cargill promo with her peeps one oh, down one baddie. Yes. Uh, Cargill says even though Velva is injured, the show must go on. Hathaway says they'll have a baddie search and there's some qual- qualifications you need to, or like some things you need to do, like you need to. There's, like, a hashtag, and then you have to, like, submit Send picture a picture. You said, like, keep it appropriate, and then, like, I think it was, like, 140 characters or less. say why you should be baddie, so...
0: Keep it PG. Yeah,
1: I don't know how legit it is, but we'll see. Um, I don't know if you remember. It reminds me of the search for Spears. Remember when he was oh, yeah. tag partner searching? Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Um, it was fine. I thought Hathaway was good.
0: Yeah, I love Jade and Hathaway in promos, and I thought Hogan, she got to say a little bit. I thought she was pretty good, too. Um, I just hope that this baddie search leads to some interesting segments or something and it's not just like an internet thing that i know nothing about like i hope they incorporate it into the show and that somehow it works for me but uh yeah stokely hathaway is amazing and jade outside of the ring (laughs) i think is fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah
1: uh next we got Satlander and athena oof Contrast kind of in response, they mock the baddies doing dumb stuff, and I cringed. Um, and they will take any of them in their way. They say cargo can bring anyone she wants. They have Willow Nightingale. Yep, so cool. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, this was weird. It's weird how like has just slipped into like a completely normal person now. Which, sure, that's better than an alien, but I don't understand what her gimmick is now because she just seems like a run-of-the-mill person. Yes. Um and Athena has never been great at promo, so this is a prime example. Of that this was not good. It was weird. I thought it was really it was awkward cringy. too.
0: When they were trying to behave like the baddies at the beginning, I thought it was really cringe and then it wasn't a lot better when they got serious. Athena's delivery is just really bad and I want to like her a lot. I like her in ring, but anytime she speaks I just it doesn't sound natural to me no matter what character she's in or what she's delivering. Uh Statlander I didn't think was much better. So I my hope would be Athena turned on Statlander and could become a baddie so that Hathaway and Jade can talk for her and she right. doesn't have to speak for herself. And her as a heel, I think, would be cool too because we haven't really seen that, right, so much. So no. I'd be interested. But anyways, I did not think they did a good job here.
1: Speaking of things getting better, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tony Storm versus Play with Nine of the Roses next day A.K. Shafir with boring theme music. I think I'm just out on Shafir. I, th- I think so. I-,
0: I don't know, but anyways, go ahead.
1: Um one of the notables was Nyla Rosing sent on to the outside. That looked uh, better on the, than on the outside to Storm while the rest was distracted. Yes, and one of my notables from the match is someone not in the match right. doing a move. So exactly. It looked good. That's the state of things here. Um Shafir Storm Arm Storm's Arms traps kinda of like a double chicken wing kind of deal. And she delivers headbutt to the back and then storm counters hits a bigger headbutt of her own. There's a tornado DDT to the outside by Storm. Uh there's a hip attack in the corner by Storm. Uh, and storm wins uh, by countering a pump handle move by shafir you know a roll up for the win and then after the match she gets beat up by the heels tilt on rosa makes a save storm hits nyla rose with the women's hand and hold it holds it and she's staring at it and then hands it back to rosa blah blah
0: yeah they are trying really hard to establish marina shafir as like a shooter right because she is an actual fighter but it's not working for me and i think part of it is like she doesn't win ever, right? On TV. I'm not yeah, talking about know. darker. Sure, stuff
1: doesn't look like overly impactful. So me. yeah,
0: like judo throws and submissions are not enough for me, especially when she never wins, right? So I don't get this idea of like she's so tough and terrifying. Um and even Tony I think the idea was, right, like Shafir was fairly dominant and Tony Storm just escapes by rolling her up, right? But that I don't I don't know it. I don't think that helps anybody here. Um I thought this was like this is harsh, but pretty much a waste of a women's match on Dynamite. Like Outside of the baddies and Britt Baker, I think there's very little character development or detailed storytelling in the women's division. And it's strange because those are two things that this company's pretty good at in the men's division, right? So right. I, don't know, I don't know what the disconnect is. I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. Like they just need to make an effort to put more time into not even matches necessarily. But because, again, maybe they're doing it all on darker elevation, but I can't be expected to watch all of that on your main like flagship show that i know that's how the the um
1: the association between shafir and rose can be explained so
0: you need to like either cover that in a quick vignette or something like include the people that are only watching your main show because uh, they need to start doing a better job of yeah uh treating the women so i was not a big fan of this and tony storm's been growing on me lately but this match was just kind of there i thought like this is not a good use of the only women's match. Since you're only willing to put one on every week, this was not a good choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the aftermath was fine. I don't really care yeah. that much.
0: Um, this is not
1: good. Another short women's match in the middle of the show with commercial bringing in. But this one sucked even, like beyond that. Um, Storm's good sometimes with the right opponent, and I don't mind her. But I like case in point for Baker last week. Mm-hmm. But here, Shafir, this is just not good. Shafir's not good. Um. Like the MMA thing, I don't really care. Like, she doesn't win. And then, like, all of her offense is just not that interesting. It doesn't look super impactful. She works really slow. Like, I I just don't care. And I don't know why this is here. It must, they must have really needed to fill time. This is a waste of that slot that they usually use for a women's match, like, middle of the show. Um, And the aftermath, I didn't really care for either.
0: Like, if you want her to be like a shooter or if a uh, legitimate whatever, like, the way Bobby Fish came in and he wasn't winning matches either. But somehow his style was just—it was awesome to watch. It was believable that this guy is a killer, right? Shafir, I'm just not—even though she could probably kill me in five seconds, I'm not believing it in these matches. Because why is everyone afraid of her or whatever when she, she doesn't? Her. She doesn't ever win, exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. Um, next we get a Darby Allin Sting promo, which I didn't really catch anything from. Um, it felt like this was a late edition. Like, hey, the pay per views changed. We need you to talk about this for a minute. Yeah,
1: I don't know. They're just talking about. Uh, the feud with that they're doing and whatnot. I don't. I don't remember much specific. I just thought Darby sounded off. So He didn't sound great. Know, you can find it if you want, but I don't think it really matters. And I thought it was okay, but as Darby sounded off, I didn't love it a ton. And now seeing his back, I feel like I'll care less about him. That kind of sucks. I don't know why they're teaming with Takagi and Takahashi. Much less why they're called dudes with attitudes. Right, and that's what this- they are. And. This promo was still better than Athena Statlander, so it didn't completely suck. But, like, it felt know, random. Darby just didn't sound good here, and I, didn't, I don't know. I just didn't love it.
0: I feel like this was kind of a last minute, like, hey, Sting Darby, we need you to cut like a 40 second promo on this, right? right. And they just kind of did it. Yeah. And that again, that would I, make sense. The pay per view feels like a bit of a mess with so many changes and moving parts. And, like, this is where at the point where I wrote in my notes, I have no idea what. So, we finished watching this show. um just before coming down here, right? And my notes say, I have no idea what the card is, and it's tomorrow, right? So just so much stuff going on. that Yeah, it just felt like he was asked to go out and try and generate some heat for this last second match, and this is what he did. And I didn't think it was great either.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have a uh, Phoenix Andrade promo thingy. Uh, Phoenix talks about Andrade took away his opportunity of being interim AEW champion with Lobo and a Battle Royal wasn't a year ago, so that's okay. Yeah, and I, and I was, appreciate that. It was via low blow. Right. So that makes more sense than Christian automatically. Yes. Um, Andrade asks, this is still about the Battle Royale, which wasn't a year ago, so it still makes more sense. And he has other things to do. Phoenix says when Andrade came to E.W., he tried to get the Lucha Bros uh, to work for them or to work for him and they work for nobody he challenged him to a match on rampage and tries to something i didn't quite catch and then you'll see him on friday
0: see this was simple and i liked it i'm not saying phoenix's delivery is amazing because obviously english isn't his first language but it was a good enough job right and they let us know i'm mad because you eliminated me in a recent match with a low blow by cheating and i remember when you came here and you tried to like buy us to have us work for you right so that's right. nice two little things to set up what's probably an awesome match that we haven't seen yet, but I'm hoping we'll check it out maybe tonight or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I had no problem with this because there's a, there's a point to this, right? So I was okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I like this. I, I, I always enjoy this kind of
1: style of, uh, promo package like it's the back and forth kind of one. It should be great. Um we're yet to see it even though it happened yesterday. I like that stemming from the Battle Royal which is recent, then also the prior history lends itself very well. Combine this with Jeff Cobb, Cash Wheeler on Rampage. And it seems like a watch for yeah, this I'm, for this week. Yeah, we'll check that out. One, one of those times. Um there's the Forbidden Door card updates and advertisements. Um then we ha- had our main event which is Chris Jericho and Lance Archer versus John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi.
0: Yeah this um I don't know if you noticed because you're sitting in front of me. I was struggling to stay awake for part of this. I was, I was like you last night watching UK a little bit. I almost just because I don't care about three quarters of the people in this match. No offense to Tanahashi, Archer, and Jericho. I just don't care. And this is the main event of a go mm-hmm. like a go home show.
1: I don't remember last time Archer was on. T- okay, it was, it was the Hangman match. So I do on, remember, but on like that paper, was a while ago.
0: I wasn't super interested in this, and it didn't didn't really change my didn't mind. Know deliver no, it didn't. Yeah, exactly
1: um mox and jericho brawl at ringside while archer and Tanahashi go out in the ring when the match starts archer distracts the rest of rings ringside can uh grab mox's leg when he's on the apron mox shakes him off now allows jericho to hit his trademark springboard drop kick which mox kind of walked into he,
0: yeah mox had to sort of turn walk towards it and like make no attempt to defend right. himself which looked kind of lame yeah.
1: there's a bit of hot take flurry i think by Tanahashi. Um, the suicide dive by Mox on Archer later. Tanahashi ducked the Juice effect, hit a single knee facebreaker. Um, Jericho countered the high five, high fly flow, um, <laughs> into the walls of Jericho. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the finish comes with Mox did a paradigm shift to Archer, tagged out, and then Tanahashi hit a high fly flow for the win. And then after the match, the participants in that six-man tagger Bindor which is like um, Jericho, Suzuki, Guevara, and then it's. Insert Japanese guy Kingston. And oh yeah, the guy we've never Garuda, heard of. Shota Umino,
0: Umino. Umino, Umino, Umino. Never heard of him. Umino, which is surprising.
1: Yeah. Um, and so there's just like a brawl, and as Mox and Toshi stand off in the ring, and it goes
0: way too long. It does. Um, so my question: Jericho's part of a large faction and tags with who? Archer. Because. Because Suzuki Gun. I guess right um so i again i struggled to get into this match i don't think it was bad probably but again i don't care about three quarters of the people involved i didn't think there was much a note happening here lackluster main event to what i thought was a pretty weak second hour of this show right um the post-match stuff match stuff was standard dynamite issue at this point and unfortunately because we've already had suzuki right that wasn't a Major arrival or anything because we've already seen him multiple so. times, right? He's super cool and everything. But if yeah. this was the first time he walked out, it would have been a lot different. So I thought just like underwhelming main event for sure. You that
1: is a perfect way to put it because it wasn't horrible, it just wasn't very interesting or entertaining that much. And it's a
0: tag match, they usually like are great at this kind yeah, of Yeah, I don't stuff, care what but...
1: Jericho or Archer they just basically did their typical stuff. And I don't remember much that was interesting. There wasn't Tanahashi wasn't the best either, like
0: he's not in his prime let's be real right like he's not this is who they pick to face mox in main event like yeah he's post prime he's still fine but there's
1: at least like three matches i'd rather see than oh easily than uh the this one which i assume will main event which it is. is they announced the main, it as main oh. event yay mm-hmm. yeah. anyways um and mox is if you compare this to last week's main event it looks really weak too because last week's main event was also a tag match. Granted, was it was a ladder fun. match, but it was awesome. Good point. That was the main event, though. So that, like, a main event. Yes. Lives up to the name. Yes. Um, Post-match-off was an interesting one, notable, and it far overstayed its welcome.
0: Dogs I agree. On this show, which I uh, bet was definitely as good as last week. Just an okay episode of Dynamite. I thought nothing really special. I enjoyed Penta Malachi Black. Could have been longer. Um, and the six-man tag was my match of the night. Ozzy Open might be my MVP's in-ring of this episode. And Absolutely. I thought, to be fair, Silas Young Hangman was all it needed to be as well. Um, but the women's match and the main event, that's that, like that second hour to me. It was sort of like it peaked in the first hour and then it just kind of waned after that. So I didn't love that. Segments were kind of standard. The only thing that really stood out for me, good or bad, was the second half of Christian's promo, which I really liked. So. Mm-hmm. For me, this was a B minus show. But still, that's only like half a promo. Right. A couple of cool things, but not a super strong show overall. And the only thing I would say people watch would be the Aussie Open Osprey um six man tag match. Other than that, like you don't I don't think there's anything here you really needed. And I'm kind of looking forward to getting past Forbidden Door because again, there's just too much going on for me right now as they're building to two shows simultaneously, and it's not working for me. So I'm looking to get past that. You? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I think, like, the only thing you should go see is that six-man tag. I think that was really great. I I loved it. Definitely match of the night. Yep. Um, but a close second. I liked, uh, Black and Penta. I think that was pretty good. It was. Um, and then the other matches, like, I think, uh, Young Hangman was solid for what it was. The women's match sucked, and the main event kind of sucked. Um, none of the segments really stand out, I think. Like you said, I like the latter half of Christian's promo. I think that was solid. And then, like, honestly, I'm not like... I think Danielson's promo was, like, fine and Mox's promo was solid, yep. but, like... Nothing and the baddie really stuff was out. fine, but it's all kind of standard um, stuff, right? I guess, like, the Tatlander thing with Athena, bad. that sucked. Yep. So that was another really bad one. Um, Nothing... And, like, it's just, a, like, a cluster of a bunch of stuff like
0: on a go-home show right which right. Is, should be strong and it was just like there's so much yeah. stuff and so much cha- some of it's not their fault because things are changing people are hurt and people are not allowed to compete but it's like a lot of stuff going on
1: right yeah yeah it was a lot of stuff going. On. so i don't know it wasn't a horrible show so i'd give it a b minus but yep, it wasn't too. great and it definitely stepped down from last week yeah last week by was awesome. a decent margin
0: agree all right well then let's take a break from overanalyzing a wrestling program and talk about some wrestling trivia instead in a segment we call Off the Top of His Head. All right, well, I'm going to go back to the kid-addle quiz that is uh, sometimes good and sometimes not, but entertaining when it's not, at least, because we can laugh at how bad the questions are. So we're picking up at question 59 of a hundred and something. And I feel like this one may have come up before, but it's been a while. So here you go. Ready? Question number one today, 59 overall. Who was the first winner of the first ever WrestleMania match in 1985? Cheater. Cheater Santana. Correct. As <laughs> <Since> we have <laughs> up behind him, we have one of our wrestling posters is the um, match card from WrestleMania. one? <laughs> it wow. says, Matches are listed in reverse order of so appearance. So he looked to see that it was Tito Santana versus the Executioner, <laughs> and then he had a 50-50 shot. So I probably could have guessed. He is cheating, and we'll the call him out. Executioner was like, I know it's some
1: other wrestler. Like I want to, I forget the name. Oh, I think it was Playboy Buddy Rose or something. In yeah. Like a Gimp or something.
0: <laughs> could be. Uh, I which? That's what they said. WWE Hall of Famer won the first ever Intercontinental Championship. Pat Patterson. Correct. The that, first
1: Intercontinental Championship.
0: Even I knew that one. Ooh, here's in, a hard in one. In Rio de Janeiro, right? Here's a yeah, that's right. You unify the North and Testament titles, right. right? Here's a hard one. What does WWE stand for? Walk with the Correct. We won Ezekiel. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> um yeah, I don't even Worldwide Eating. Um who was the first? Sorry, who has won the most? Interesting. I don't think this makes sense. Who has won the most championships in WWE? As written. <laughs>
1: Cena? Yes, very okay, good.
0: Because I, <laughs> I guess specifically World Wrestling Entertainment, not Federation. I don't know. <laughs> right. Which bleached blonde superstar under a mask was beat? I'll well, you read it as it's written by Tito Santana in the first ever match <laughs> <Right>. of <laughs> WrestleMania. Was <laughs> well, the executioners of the Playboy Buddy Rose? It she? was Buddy Rose. Yeah. That's funny because it that is you just talked about that and it came up. <laughs> Um, I like this question. That's pretty funny. and I think you'll know. The party foul is which wrestler's signature move? Adam know? Rose? Correct. It just sounded like an Adam Rose thing. Very name. good. <laughs> Can you name the first US city to host two WrestleMania tournaments? What? I wonder if that word's correct. I don't know. That's so not... let's say to host two WrestleManias and mm, then eliminate turn so what, the Do you say city or New York? City. Or New York? Correct.
1: Very uh, good. I because what they're in Uh, i know that's where um what madison square garden is and that was the first wrestlemania right it's just most likely and it's new york so yes
0: um so here's a very jack question actually what color was Shawn michaels outfit in his popular tournament against the undertaker at wrestlemania 25 i think they whoever wrote this like tournament means match to them it, it might just be like English. Not it was a first like white, line. right? I think it was like white, white and brown. White and? Brown or like mm, beige. They're not saying that. But again, I'm colorblind and you're a very detailed what? man. White and what is Rollins' outfit we loved? Gold. Correct. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, It's funny because that reminds yeah,
1: oh, me. I might be thinking Mania 26.
0: I saw a little thing where they were contrasting how Roman Reigns is a company guy and Seth Rollins not so much. So they asked... I think it was Reigns why he doesn't wear white gear because I think he wore it once or something and he tried to explain something diplomatically and then they asked Rollins the same question and he said because Vince doesn't like it and he's a crazy old man or something like that. Like, just super honest about it, right? Like, Vince doesn't like white ring gear for some reason.
1: Even though it's the best. Like, that's... I mean, I'm not saying they have to do it all the time but it's, like, awesome when they do it. Yeah.
0: I love it. Weird. This is the phrasing they chose. Who enabled Stone Cold Steve Austin to win in the major event of WrestleMania X7? Uh,
1: The major event? Who enabled him? The premium
0: live event? Who enabled him to win the major event? Vince? Yeah, Vince. I think what they're saying is who helped him win the match? Is that what they mean? No, he enabled him to win at the major live event, okay. Which, Which WrestleMania did The Rock debut? Thinking? He's thinking. He's looking like a... Golden 12? Retriever, very close. Thirteen, correct.
1: Okay, I knew it was one of those.
0: Uh, which year was Austin Aries released from WWE?
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: and that's a good question.
1: it was Seventeen, correct. Okay. Wow, very Is it
0: seventeen or eighteen? I said,
1: because I knew seventeen was remember when he had he was on he was on commentary for two live, then he came back and he had the matches with Neville. Right. Um. So I figured either he got released that year or his release was granted the year after. It's too bad because he was awesome an well, awesome wrestler yes not like, an awesome person go. yeah um, remember
0: he used affiliate with cross and moose yes oh, that was so weird which season of the original nxt did alex riley make his wwe debut two correct wow I, I that was kind know. of a guess eh? yeah and this they don't even have the answer right but that's okay oh and i'm gonna read it as written <laughs> what is the full form of apa Acolytes Protection Agency. Good. So you're right. Yeah. They're wrong. What they have Acolytes Protecting Agency. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the way, what is the full form of APA? That's awesome. Instead of like, what does APA stand for? Right. Uh, next question. Who did Andre the Giant face in the first match of the following round in the WWF champ? Wow. Let me sort that out for a second. Who did Andre the Giant face in the first match of the following round in the WWF Championship competition at WrestleMania 4. Oh, Hogan. Correct. Well, I don't even know I'll, what I, know. I read there.
1: <laughs> if I didn't know what happened at that, show, if they didn't list the show and like, like I wouldn't know. Cause like I know he and Hogan. I think they they were yeah they had they had a match but then they like double counted out or double DQ'd or something so they. And in no contest, so I know that was Andre's only match in the tournament. Right. So, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, that would that be confusing.
0: Confusingly worded question, too. Yes. Was it Here's a question? I don't know. I don't think you'll know this one. Apollo Cruz, new NXT star, right? Since we haven't been following what was his it. name before NXT, I remember what uh, it was Uha Nation, right? Apollo Cruz was trained by which former WWE superstar? Oh. And that former WWE superstar is a strong word because he wasn't there. Wrong. A long sorry. Big guy wrestled in, like, street clothes, kind of. Wore a hat sometimes, too, while he wrestled, I think. Big, tough guy. Godfather. Known by Mr. Something. Mr. Hughes. Do you know him? No? Wow, we've stumped Jack.
1: I feel like I've heard that before, but I don't remember.
0: Oh, this is a great question. Ready? (laughs) Which of the superstars was not a part of the Alliance? (laughs) <laughs> okay so they've picked one and you have to know specifically which one of this giant company was not part of the alliance oh it's just a gas one yeah the rock no like, that's one undertaker kane it is a single name and it's a canadian person and he's still in wwe what? to this day or he's back in wwe to this edge day. correct <laughs> okay that's a great question cool what was the WWE called originally? WWF. Or? Right. So I think you're more right than their answer. Why did they say WWF? They did. Yeah. No, it, I know it was WWF. Um. What else we got here? Where is the WWE Performance Center? Orlando. Correct. How many times has John Cena won the WWE Championship?
1: Just the W title? 13? Uh,
0: if we're going world titles, it's 16? We're going world. Okay, so 16. Correct. And I think we'll end on... No, because that one's too easy. I'll give you two more. Who has won more than 20 consecutive WrestleMania matches? Oh, I don't know. Um, probably Pat McAfee, right? The Overgiver? <laughs> Undertaker. Right. <laughs> Overgiver, right. Uh, last question. Who is the only WWE superstar to have attended the Academy Awards? So that's for movies. In case Rock? You don't know. Correct. Very good. Duh. So, yeah, we'll continue. So, it sounds ma- hard unless you think about I'll it. I'll make a note here that we went up to question 80, and I think we get one more week of the cadaddle, which has been the somewhat entertaining. What a name, for too. Me, right. Um, so, that's going to f- wrap up that somewhat interesting trivia and move us back into looking at a specific wrestling show. And that specific wrestling show is the June 23rd offering from NXT UK. So this is the show that you saw some most of. You dozed off for a barn burner of a match that I offered to rewatch for you, but you <laughs> politely declined. Right. I wouldn't have watched it again. I'm just kidding. There's no way. So we get and I would I put remember I think you were awake for the beginning. Caps Lock Thorough recap of the yes, final it was basically like the whole thing the recap of the segment
1: just like edited together differently
0: right with a little bit of voiceover maybe right. and so anyways of the final segment from last week where trent seven finally turned on tyler Bate after sort of teasing his retirement i guess um so yeah they really really went over that again and then it starts out with ashton smith and oliver carter they're heading to the ring to make an announcement um so smith spends some time putting over carter And their time together. And then he announces that he is injured. And has to take time off. So then he uh, apologizes to Carter. Um, Carter being the good baby face that he is. Obviously tells him that's okay. And that he's always going to have Smith's back. So Smith calls out Sid Scala. And we chuckled a bit because he <laughs> called him—he called him the assistant to the general manager, which, as office fans, I quite enjoyed, anyways. Also, I find it funny like that this brand
1: has that for some reason, and that's just like never been a thing ever. No,
0: and that he's always the one there too. He's
1: right. It's like it's basically like Sid Scala's the general manager. Yes, like, uh, I feel like Johnny Saint's only there because he was like a British wrestling I legend think or that's something.
0: To sort of give them legitimacy when it first started, I think. Um, so Scala comes out, says that they need to have active tag team champions. So Carter and Smith end up relinquishing the titles. Wait, after, why don't
1: they just crown interim champions? I don't right? understand.
0: Right? Um, <laughs> That's the so, thing now. So Scala announces them one last time as the tag team champions, and then they hand over their titles. Uh, so then we get all of the teams that want a shot at this come out to interrupt. So it's D-Familia at first. They point out and their heel logic they're right. They were never pinned in the triple threat, so they want the tag team titles just handed to them. And then Briggs, Jensen come out. Um, Yay! Mark Andrews and Wild Boar, who are a team now, and then Mastiff and Stars also come out. So Scala takes the opportunity to announce a four-way elimination match for the titles as the main event of this week's show.
1: Rex is supposed to be Smith and Card defend against the Redneck American Boys. That should be their tag name. Boys with
0: a Z, by the way. Boys. Yeah, so I was a little surprised by this because I hadn't heard anything about Smith being injured, right? So I didn't notice anything either. I think that's just because UK is really not on the radar at all. Because he was wearing um like a splint or a knee brace or whatever when he I saw noticed when he walked out of the ring, and I, that must be devastating. yeah I know I noticed that when he came in. Too. Must be devastating for Smith and Carter because they were honestly kind of hitting their stride, right? I'd kind of be. I'm sure they'll probably get it back. I think so too. I'd become fans of them. They'd been putting in a lot of high quality matches. I thought recently, um, so. I'm at this point in the show, right, without seeing it yet. I was really fine with an actual high stakes main event being added, so I was at this point saying, "I hope." But it's I did good. warn you, it's going to be interesting, and we'll see what uh, what happens. Yes, and then we get a vignette from earlier today where Saray is backstage and she's meeting Mako Satamura and obviously. Oh right, did I
1: miss her match? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, that's what it
0: was. Showing respect uh, for that. And then because Amelia McKenzie is affiliated with Mako, right?
1: And she should do better and win more, right? Or
0: well, well, yeah, what was it? Yeah, that's what it was, something like Be that. Be better or something like that. So um, Saray ends up leaving. Em- Amelia McKenzie still there with Mako, and Mako tells her that she will face Fallon Henley next week, and she hopes to see Fighting Spirit. So I kind of thought this was a random way to set up a match, right? Like, if Mako had made a match between McKenzie and Saray, that kind of made sense, but like Saray walks out and she's like, "Oh, you're in a match with somebody else that had nothing to right, do with this right. segment." So
1: uh, I think it'd be funny if I think what they should do is Mako should injure herself, and then Fallon Henley's first match, she wins the NXT UK Women's Title facing Amelia and just, and they
0: all the 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 rednecks have, have gold, gold in, in UK nonstop too. gold in
1: UK the most like stereotypical american rednecks have gold in nxt uk
0: they did let me emphasis on the uk they did let mako speak a lot here which is um different from usual choice and she did fine like whatever it was okay um then we get shaw samuels backstage he stops sid scala he complains about losing their tag match last week and talks about wanting a one-on-one with wolfgang then he starts sort of talking trash about Wolfgang in the classic like sitcom trope where Wolfgang approaches him from behind and Samuel's like he's right behind me, isn't he? And then Which, Sam- I don't know
1: how he knew that without like it's not even like Wolfgang was stepping that loud.
0: Samuel's uh, ends up leaving while yelling about something. I I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of this. I don't.
1: Yeah, I didn't, it was whatever. I, I don't know. I feel like it was just kind of
0: there. It's like a mid card feud, right? I guess so. That's fine and all, but I feel like we get a lot of Shaw Samuels on this show.
1: Yeah, not a lot. Like, I mean, Dar was there last week, but, like, why was there... We
0: got Shaw this week and no Dar. We do get Dar later. You must have been asleep for oh, that. I didn't get Dar. We get a bit of... <laughs> you did not get Dar, no. Um, then we get our first women's match of the night, and that is Myla Grace. I think... Back again. I think she's the worst of the interchangeable ones. Also, I found out Dar is with another
1: one of the drivers. It's Aaliyah James. If you ever see her, oh, yeah. she's with Dar.
0: So grace i think is my least favorite of the interchangeable blonde mid low card wrestlers that are abundant in uk so she's taken on isla dawn
1: good news i think the one with dar is not blonde <laughs> nice i think so, i went out just before this or just as this i remember seeing the. this match this. didn't keep your, your or we might have no i i
0: don't know no, i don't i don't remember much of this because we were watching attention. this late last night and people had just left their house and you'd Damn. been swimming and running around so you were tired um. So we get pinning predicaments and counters early on in this. Isla Dawn takes a shortcut because she's the heel to get control. She's in I control. I her
1: honestly after like the whole title thing.
0: Yeah. So she Dawn's in control with really basic offense. And and for me, I'm blaming Myla Grace because I think she's just so inexperienced that she's not capable of. Taking much and that kind of limits Isla Dawn too. Uh, Grace escapes, hits clotheslines and a leg drop. Isla versus Mila. We get a really slow. I don't think you saw the six one nine to the midsection by Mila Grace and Ooh. then a tornado DDT. Nice picture it now. And then we get a quick little high knee head kick and an Uranagi type slam thing by Isla Dawn for a pretty sudden win here. Uh, this match wasn't very good. Grace does not impress me at all. She's the one that like I find even the way she runs the ropes like she doesn't <laughs> right. even. Comfortably run the ropes right. at this point. So I'm Which, not that's sure. That's kind of not good because I'm not sure why she's in matches, like multiple matches in the last few right. weeks, it seems. I do like Isla Dawn, but this was definitely not her uh, best work here. And I guess you don't have much to say because you don't remember it. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> um, we then learn, uh, just sort of put up in a graphic, I think, that Tyler Bate is taking a leave of absence. Um, so whether that's storyline or real, I don't know. I imagine it's storyline because I, I'm assuming that um, we may get like what's-his-face, Trent Seven bothering him as he's trying to take a leave would make sense, right? right. Or, like,
1: maybe he's just being a dick to people and then, like... Yeah, I don't know. Which is the opposite of real life, Trent Seven. And then
0: bait has to come back and be a hero? I don't know. I don't,
1: I don't know. I think your thing works better.
0: We then get a recap of Kenny Williams and his whole issues with being stalked by Tiger Turan. Turan. But it, to, to Ron. Um, I don't know. It's, actually,
1: it's funny the announcers say it different than the commentators.
0: So it was fine, I guess, but it didn't add any new information. It's like, in case you haven't watched in the last six weeks or we whatever, have. here's kind of what's going on. So yeah, it didn't do much for right. me. Uh, so then Noam Dar, I guess you missed this as well, brings the Heritage Cup into Sid Scala's office. Oh, I definitely didn't see this. He brags about dominating the vision, and he had an epiphany. He needs to retire on top, but wants one more match. He wants double pay since it's a farewell match, and then that was basically it. We d- he didn't suggest who it would be or anything like that. Here's um, what it
1: is. He loses the cup. He goes to 2.0. He changes his name. That's how it goes. Oh,
0: you might be right. It's funny. You, I know you're like half joking maybe, but like my thought was that makes me a bit happy you said that because I thought this kind of telegraphs that he's not going to lose because he's not going to retire, right? But you're right; they could easily do that,
1: which I would hate because Dar so,
0: is one of the last left standing. So pick a the new game is pick a name for him on NXT. Ooh. It's got to be something lame.
1: Uh, Sylvester or something.
0: Jeremy. Oh, no, I was gonna say strong, but we've already got that. Jeremy Power. Welcome to NXT. Welcome to the CWC. Uh, it should be something weird though. Like i like,
1: I want to say like Sylvester or something. So, yeah i don't I, This um, like it's like ludwig kaiser what the hell is that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, where do you get this from
0: uh, Noam dar getting away from wwe would be cool i think yeah so i don't else. know where he'd go probably But anyways, we probably wouldn't see him then we get another match that you missed uh and it's nina samuels who i don't think is very good i think i'm gonna say that now okay, i think she's just like old she's taking on saray she is the uk natalia um, Saray does the transformation thing for her entrance. In case you were wondering, she is sort of... Ah, uh, That's that was my number one question. You missed it, man. Uh, so Saray's in control early. Samuels uses underhanded tactics to shift the momentum. She applies a bow and arrow at one point to Saray. We then get a dropkick to Samuels' leg. But Saray is selling an injured back, so she can't suplex Samuels. We get an eventual top rope double stomp by Saray before the big drop kick that she does to her opponent seated in the ropes. And then some sort of like exploder suplex by Saray and she wins this match. I think that's her typical combo. It is. Uh, This match wasn't great either. Samuels really doesn't do anything for me. Like I don't feel like she can actually execute a lot of wrestling moves. She's just kind of like there. Um, I guess the final flurry by Saray was pretty good, but the rest I thought was very forgettable. Uh, We then go to a Blair Davenport vignette. Did you see this? Nope. (laughs) You were out longer than I thought. Um, I, was, I didn't even notice I was out. She. Well, no, that's how it happens sometimes, right? You just drift. Um, everyone is on notice, she says. Mako should be scared. She, meaning Davenport, is the rightful heir to the championship, and she will be back next week. I assume it's in action. I don't know. They didn't clarify. I thought it was a cool enough little vignette to remind us that she's there and she's coming. And I, for one, I always say it. I'm glad she's back. They need some talent at the top or near the top of this division. Saray so, is then approached by Zaya Brookside, and I had blank because I can never remember her name, and you reminded me it's Eliza Alexander, (laughs) Um, ran into her backstage. They sort of briefly mock Saray's necklace, and then my summary of is, and then mean girl her for a bit before... (laughs) Uh, I thought they were going to steal it. Before Mako walks up as sort of, I guess back up for saray and the other two chicken heels leave obviously sure fine whatever um <laughs> sure fine whatever is, that your, is that your opinion it, that's my it? analysis that's your analysis I'm nice. going deep on that one Oof. then we get another sort of i think it was just a graphic saying that trent will address the nxt universe next week hoping it's more interesting than his ever so transparent heel turn last week that took so long when we're like we all know what you're gonna do just do it but anyways. Uh, the main event is the four way tag team elimination match for the tag team championships. It's Wild Boar and Mark Andrews versus Briggs and Jensen versus Stars and Mastiff versus D Familia, which in this case is Tao Man and. It should be called Symbiotic Mohan Subculture. It should be what?
1: The Andrews and uh, Wild Boar to make a stupid name should be Symbiotic Subculture.
0: Right. Because Mar- Andrews is still wearing the subculture gear and the subculture music, I believe, yep. when they come exactly. out right? Exactly. So Where are the other two? uh i th- i swear that danny luna was released i thought yeah but what about morgan webster i don't know i haven't seen him i don't think either of them got spoken out did they i don't think so i think they're around after that but danny luna was she was i don't know i thought she had potential she was like a powerhouse kind of I thing i still hate Morgan Webster. you do Uh, So Rohan Raja tags himself in early on just to sort of drive home the fact that there's two guys in and anyone from any team can be tagged in from there, right? I don't like when they do it like that. So he takes control of Mark Andrews and then Wild Boar and Andrews end up attacking Raja's leg for a little bit here. Um, Later, Briggs and Jensen double-team Wild Boar until Teoman tags himself in and he carries on the assault to Wild Boar. Boar ends up tagging in Mastiff and he obviously overpowers Teoman. And then Stars and Mastiff spend some time isolating Tailman and double-teaming and tagging in and out and stuff. We get a really long-delayed vertical suplex by Mastiff to Tailman. Andrews hits his shooting star press to a group of people out on the floor. I think it was four of them huddled around taking the shooting star press. Four and Mark Andrews then double-team Tailman, hit a shotgun dropkick into a German suplex that was actually a kind of a A cool little sequence. Uh, Stars hits an inside cradle to Mark Andrews for the first elimination of this match. So yeah, down... for a while. <laughs> I forgot his elimination. Yeah. Then they mentioned that. I was like, oh. Yeah, it took a while for someone to be eliminated. They this match got a lot of time for sure. Uh Mastiff then dominates Jensen, hits a running crossbody. Raja hits a full flatliner, then a short flatliner, and that eliminates Mastiff and obviously Stars along with Mastiff. So we're down to our final two. It's Briggs and Jensen and uh Familia. So Briggs is selling uh think a back or something on the apron as DeFamiliar are working over Jensen for a bit. Jensen finally hits a belly to back suplex and makes the tag to Briggs. Uh, We get a Dempsey distraction to stop Briggs' momentum as he takes a backstabber. We then get I put a power slam block buster combination by DeFamiliar to Briggs, but Jensen is able to break up the pinfall. So Jensen gets thrown really hard to the floor. Taemin repeatedly double stomps Briggs uh, injured back before locking in a cross face. Briggs ends up escaping, throws Taoman and tags in Jensen. Taoman ends up being discarded kind of out on the floor. And unfortunately, Briggs and Jensen hit their high low finisher. Which uh, is
1: like it's just like a it's just like a glorified clothesline because like it is. Jensen just like kind of sweeps their leg, but like hardly because like it's it's
0: basically just a clothesline. It is. Um so unfortunately Briggs and Jensen pick up the win and are your new NXT tag team champions. UK. Yes, as for sure UK. So, uh, this was a really long match. I kind of thought the first half dragged a bit. Like, uh, there wasn't a lot of notable Yeah, I stuff. didn't
1: find myself, like, super interested. Cause I was, I was kind of half-watching because I, I was finishing my notes from Dynamite. I was hoping to
0: love it, but... Yeah,
1: it was just okay. Like, I wasn't super interested. I,
0: I agree. I thought the action near the end was a little bit better. Not a big fan of Briggs and Jensen winning the titles here. I just no, don't... No, I think that's stupid. It, like, A, they're not good. B, like... It's a UK brand, and I don't think UK fans or the, the talent there are going to be super happy with this. No, um, I guess NXT, in their defense, UK had no choice; they had to do something because of Smith's I injury. I think Defamilia would make sense. Me too. Though. Um, but I'm not sure why these guys got the title shot. Whatever. Um, the division isn't exactly stacked, right? This is basically the entire division was in the ring for this match, so I don't know where you go from here. Um, and I guess Briggs and Jensen are baby faces, so I would have Defamilia. Still in the running, but yeah, that's just me. I I, I agree, but I
1: don't know why this is necessary. Me either.
0: So overall, this show I was not a huge fan of. The, the the women's matches felt really similar to me, and none of them were neither of them were really good. I didn't think the main event was. I'll go pretty good, but not as good as I would have hoped for. Like a four team match with stakes, I thought it might be a little bit more entertaining. Um and the segments were short and forgettable with the opening tag title relinquishing being the only major segment of note i thought right. here so i gave this show a c this week i was not really impressed like even the main event i don't think really delivered so it was a c you what well, from what you saw the half that you saw what would you give it <laughs> yeah
1: um so the opening segment was fine um did I st- was the only match that I saw
0: the main event? I think so, yeah. Because otherwise, it was the two women's matches. Okay, so I didn't yet again, that. UK puts double the number of women's matches in half the time of the like for show. Right, as you know, none
1: of them were good, but right, um, they still had two. They yes. tried, um, and the main event was good. It was okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure how to grade it because I've seen two things.
0: Right, of those two things, I'll just agree with you because that makes sense. Fair that- enough. Always agree with me. It's a general rule of thumb. It's always right. it's good for you. I'm
1: held at gunpoint.
0: So that's our UK review. And now we're going to, I'm going to take a look at a couple pay-per-views and we'll preview one in our segment we like to call Any Other Wrestling Business. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start out talking about, you didn't watch it with me, unfortunately. I think you would have enjoyed a lot of it. So from June 19th, it was GCW's I Never Liked You pay-per-view. Um, so I've watched a little bit of GCW, not a ton, um, but I, I'm probably going to go back and watch more after this. This was a really fun show. I thought it had a serious ECW vibe to it, largely due to the, the crowd participation. And I told you, maybe you saw a bit of it. They were right up to ringside. Like the, the fans are literally leaning on the apron
1: i caught it a glimpse yeah
0: and for spots outside the ring they would just sort of clear out of the way and cooperate right and the in-ring work too because uh it's kind of a very indie show for sure kind of feels like ecw back in the day so if you like indie style wrestling i would recommend checking out this show i really enjoyed it pretty much top to bottom Uh, a few things worth mentioning not every match on the show I really like the opener with uh, heel Blake Christian, who has now cut his hair off short. He defeated Jordan Oliver in about 12 minutes uh, with a jumping stomp. So a really good opener, and I have been really impressed. I've seen Jordan Oliver now probably three or four times, and I really like him. It looks like he's part of some faction or group that they're calling Young, Dumb, and Broke. And the crowd really, they have like a chant, they're like, Young, Dung, I I can't even do it. But anyways, they have a chant that the crowd sort of gets into. Um. So a really fast-paced, fun opener. Then we had, have you heard of Cole Radrick before? Yes. You have, because I had not. So oh, he, I just
1: follow the one guy who covers, his name was on the ring at uh, Kings Road Wrestling. Right. Uh, he usually posts about it, so I just, I kind of see it. I don't really know much, but I see it.
0: So Cole Radrick defeated Ninja Mac in a really good nine-minute match where he countered uh, Radrick countered uh, a Phoenix 630, which is pretty cool in itself. So he countered that into a pinfall for the win. So like I said, I'd never seen Radrick. His physique to me, I described him to you as like a Trevor Murdoch, only smaller. So not really in shape at all, right? But he showed some really good at- intensity and aggression. And Ninja Mac is just capable of some crazy stuff. So I thought this was a really fun, uh, quick match, less than 10 minutes. We then got another sort of nine minute match. So that was Gringo Loco asf and dragon kid they defeated miedo extremo uh cyclope and commander and i think this is the match where one of the miedo uh it was miedo extremo i think his mask when he went to take his shirt off he pulled his mask off too and he just left it he just left it off but anyways um i'd never seen drago kid before or miedo extremo or commander um Fun match kind of all over the place. Gringo Loco, who I've seen a bunch, he's pretty nuts. He picked up the pinfall with a spinning power bomb off the second rope. Really fun uh, nine minute car crash with a lot of new talent to me. I really like Commander did some really cool stuff, so I don't know where he came from, but a very fun match. Uh, Joey Janela then defeated J. T. Dunn, another guy I had not heard of before. 16 minute match. Um, Janela flattened him with a really nice super kick to win it that Dunn sold like a champion um so these guys put on a really good match and at one point dunn hit i think you were around for this he hit a second rope tombstone pile dro- driver through two open chairs yeah you saw that right that was pretty cool oh yes um, i saw better this one because that was right before the finish and then Janella like kicked his head off with a super kick so this was a cool match it got a lot of time compared to the couple that came before it uh then we had what they call a five-way scramble match and that was tony Deppen. Um, Effie, Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Mathers, and Dustin Waller. So I would never is it like the championship
1: scammer from WWE where it's like you pin him and then you're you can't have to pin the person who
0: it was one fall to a finish I believe. But oh, I remember well then it's just like a five way then. So I've seen Deppen a ton because he was in Ring of Honor. I've seen Effie a couple times, Lloyd a couple times. Never seen Marcus Mathers or Dustin Waller because Dustin Waller they said was like a local talent basically. Um, so this only went eight minutes, but so Deppen is now like a mega heel. So when he came down, he basically was like, I'm above this match. I can't believe you put me in a scramble. I just wrestled Moxley like the night before or whatever. So he left, but obviously in heel fashion, he picked his spot and eventually returned to this match, right? So I thought Marcus Mathers showcased a lot in this, hit a ton of cool looking offense. Again, I hadn't seen him before. And Waller was local talent, really skinny kid, but he also did some pretty impressive stuff. And Jimmy Lloyd, who I've seen a few times now, I really like him. He's got some, like, innovative, high-impact stuff that he does, so I enjoyed this as well. Um, Deppen ended up picking up the win with uh, running double knees to Waller, but a really fun multi-man match here. And then the only other thing I'm going to talk about is the main event, which was awesome. Um, So this was Will Ospreay, and he defeated 16-year-old. I have to remind myself of that. It's crazy. Nick Wayne in 19 minutes with the hidden blade, followed by the Stormbreaker, I think it was. Um, it was it like you kind of lift him up on his shoulder? And yes.
1: Nick, yeah, Stormbreaker.
0: Excellent match, especially if you consider that Wayne is 16. That's even more impressive. Like, so much quickness and athleticism from both of these guys. I was actually impressed by Wayne selling for a 16 year old, right? Because there's, there's experienced guys who don't sell that well, but he did a good job. Um, There was a second rope Poison Rana by Wayne, but Osprey Osprey flipped out of it and landed on his feet, which looked crazy. Um, At one point, Wayne hit a Dragon Suplex, followed by a Poison Rana for a near fall. And then there was a sit-out, a super kick, and then a sit-out powerbomb by Osprey for a near fall. And anyways, Osprey ended up winning the match, and after he kind of helped Wayne up to his feet... Grabbed a microphone, cut a really nice promo, cutting, uh, uh, putting Nick Wayne over, and saying basically that he reminds Osprey of himself at a younger age. So I mean, I didn't go over every match, but overall, this I thought this was an excellent show. And honestly, I'm looking forward to watching some more GCW, um, just because I've dropped NXT, so I've got some time, right? To, and as my work is coming up to a, a downtime, I'll have a lot more time to watch some wrestling. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep checking out GCW. Really impressed by the talent. Uh, many of which I was unfamiliar with before the show, and the crowd was awesome. Added to it, so I gave this show actually an A minus. People could go out and check. Definitely check out the main event. You want to see a 16 year old and Will Osprey have a really good match? Go check it out. Um, we'll fly through some Slammiversary quickly. Did you watch any of this? I can't remember. Mm, I don't think so. I told you I was really disappointed in the X Division Ultimate X match. So that was Ace Austin defending against Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Alex Zane, and Andrew Everett. These matches are usually awesome. They are usually exactly what I'm looking for in an opener of a pay-per-view. Not the case this time. They got less than 10 minutes and lots of cooperative spots. There was a Tower of Doom involving everybody. Um, There was one spot where two guys were engaged three guys because i think it was like a double suplex and they were just bent over waiting for mike bailey to drop from the x and hit his ultima weapon on them so just like far we we talked about it right like if this were a 25 minute match with that much cooperation it wouldn't bother me it's like spaced out more, right but this was condensed into nine minutes and i really did not enjoy this Uh, i was glad to see speedball win he did pick up the win Uh, But I thought the match was underwhelming. Um, Then it was a pretty bland knockouts tag team match. Saw Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary win the titles for a largely non-existent tag division, right? Um, Rosemary hit her finisher. What's that called? It's like the wing clipper, kind of. She hit it on Madison Uh, Rain. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Sammy Callahan defeated Moose in a brutal and entertaining Monsters Ball match. And these aren't generally my favorite types of matches, but... uh, you know the gimmick is that they're locked away for 24 hours beforehand, so I thought it was funny. At one point, Moose grabbed a hot dog and just ate a fan's hot dog because he hadn't eaten in a day. That was funny. Um, Moose got shoved off the top through a table on the floor at one point. Of course, there was a bag of tacks introduced by Sammy. Moose hits a sky high onto the tack, so both of them ended up like Moose was pulling tacks out of his butt right after that move. Uh, we got a Death Valley driver through a barbed wire plank by Sammy for a near fall uh and moose this looked super painful so the a trash can is on the ground with the open side down right so the bottom's facing up and moose got power bombed onto the trash can nice um it looked super painful um basically the finish came with a barbed wire at bat attack from Sammy and his cactus driver and he picks up the win which uh i was pretty into this match and it was kind of cool to see moose branch out into Like this hardcore stuff, right? And he really held his own against kind of a master of that style in um, Sammy Callahan. So I really like this match. Um, Surprise, surprise. The Good Brothers won back the tag team titles from the Briscoes in, I guess, a solid, I didn't think it was spectacular, tag team match. And I can't stand the Good Brothers. I hate to see them win the titles again, but I can't say I'm surprised because I don't know how long the Briscoes are going to stick around in Impact, right? So it seemed like like they're there for a little bit, win the titles, and then give them back to those why idiots. I they won the titles then. What, they,
1: they lost the titles another time, because this is their third one. Finn Juice won the titles, right? I
0: believe so, yes.
1: I know they challenged them. I don't remember if they actually won. I
0: can't remember either. Uh, we then got a 10-man tag team match, which was on or no more. Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, PCO, Mike Bennett, and Vincent, with Maria Canellis obviously running interference several times, taken on Impact Originals. Do you know who was in this match? Who are your Impact Originals? Davey Richards. Correct. He was the Mystery Edition. So Davey Richards. Chris, That's all I got. Chris Sabin. Alex right. Shelley, your boy. Hey. Frankie Kazarian on loan. And Nick Aldis, interestingly enough. Oh, right. So For Magnus was Magnus back, course. right? Really, actually, really good large team match. A lot of moving parts to it. Felt a little stale because it's basically the same thing they did when it was Impact versus Honor No More. Except this time, it's just with Impact Legends instead of people were there so it's kind of like they're just running back the same formula they did with honor no more earlier but whatever this was a fun match really great pace lots of action again davy was the surprise participant for the legends and on top of that we got d lo brown showed up in his aces and eights stuff which that made me laugh because that <laughs> gimmick was so bad yeah uh, he hit a really nice sky high and the low down to kenny king tracy Brook brooks showed up um she pulled maria off the apron at one point did you have i told you that i've i kind of know tracy brooks Mm, or, sorry no. that's not true i've met her a few times she probably would not remember so my roommate um in university or and post university a little bit they were like best friends in in high school i think she grew up in Barrie, ontario oh, nice. and she was best friends with a friend really good friend of mine from university so when i went to barry to visit him a couple times she was working in a in a bar at that point cool, yeah. before she got into wrestling yeah nice. uh so anyways Chris Saban hit a cradle shock to PCO and good old Earl Hebner shows up, reveals he has a referee shirt on and counts the pinfall. So the originals get the win here. Um, the final few minutes of this had too much going on for me. Lots of run-ins and interference and stuff, but they were kind of tapping into their history and the rest of the match was good. So it didn't bother me too much. Um, knockouts queen of the mountain match, your favorite, right? Where they have to hang up the belt.
1: Yeah. It's so stupid.
0: So it's uh, Tasha Steel's defending um, she has Savannah Evans with her, defending against Diana Perazzo, Jordan Grace, Mia Yim, and Chelsea Green. So I actually preferred this match to the Ultimate X by a considerable margin. I thought these women did a really good job here. Lots of solid action. We got power bombs on ladders, flatliner on a ladder, um, obviously pinfalls and penalty boxes. So the way this match works, if you don't watch Impact, do you want to explain the rules?
1: Um, Do you know well, there's like five people. Yep, and it's basically like a ladder match. But first, you have to get a pinfall or submission. Yes, you're not eligible. eligible to win until you pin someone. So then, then you can win. Yes. Um, and if you get pinned or submitted, you go in the penalty box for two minutes. Uh, two minutes. Yep. Um, and then your goal is to climb the ladder. Not grab the title. No, no. Hang the. Hang title it up. Before <laughs> That's right. For grabbing it, because you win. Um, I think it's a good concept aside from the hanging the yeah, title thing. I
0: agree. The rest was
1: cool. Like you just need to. I think it just needs to be a ladder match with
0: the. Whole other stuff. The I whole think... idea of the pinfall or submission to be eligible is cool. Yes, I
1: but and I, I'm I think the name is cool, but I think the fact that you're hanging the title is kind of stupid.
0: Right. Um. So uh, I like this match, and I I think you said you saw the ridiculous spot from this. The table spot. Where there's a long, a tall ladder in the ring, and Green and Perrazzo are on either side of it, and it gets pushed over, so they fall from in the ring on a high ladder to the floor through a couple tables, and honestly almost too much for me because there was not a lot of room between the ring and the um, barricade so so little room for error here but they nailed it it looked incredible just an incredible spot if you haven't seen it I'm sure it's everywhere on the internets Um, so the finish to this Grace Jordan Grace hits a muscle buster on Tasha Steeles that sends her to the penalty box Grace climbs the ladder hangs the belt and then retrieves it as you said which makes total sense Um, to become the champion I love Jordan Gray so I'm really happy for her to have the championship here and I thought that was a really good match with one absolutely insane spot and then the main event which was Josh Alexander the champion of Impact Wrestling defending against Eric Young with Diener and Joe Doring in tow obviously a violent by design I really enjoyed this match as well. This was, I told you, right, the words I use, I think, was it's basically a love letter to Impact and TNA's history. Right. And since I've watched the product the vast majority of its 20 years on air, I thought this was a really good match. Both of these guys are really strong workers. I had no thought that Eric Young would win, but I was still really entertained. We got a ton of signature moves of past Impact wrestlers. Uh, The ones I noted, there might have even been more. We got a black hole slam an angle slam which was actually off the apron through a table we got a styles clash a best moonsault ever a stroke which was jeff jarrett's move we got a canadian flag on a hockey stick pulled from under the ring which was team canada's move we had a guitar shot which is uh jeff jarrett as well right so um near the end of this eric young pulls back the mat and the padding to expose the the wood underneath the ring he hits a pile driver to alexander on the wood uh, Alexander somehow manages to kick out, and shortly after that, he drills. He absolutely nails that C4 spike every time. So he hits it to Eric Young on the exposed wood, and Josh Alexander does retain the title. Um, was it like nitty- it was key or something? Uh, I don't know if it was technically, but it must have been. Although the guitar shot, I think the ref was distracted, so everything else maybe is legal. If you're allowed to slam a guy on a table, why can't you pull up the ring mat, right? I think Yes. Um, one weird thing, like, josh alexander's kid is at ringside with his wife and he's wearing matching singlet and headgear but like some of the stuff like i'm thinking if you're that age and you're watching like me get pile driven on wood and just you know what i mean like it's odd for a kid to be watching his dad it is do if that. you really think about if it he's, the kid looks like he's like three years old or something anyways um excellent main event event match again i never thought young would win but This match delivered nonetheless. Uh, Commentary, when it was over, really put in time to put Alexander over as the future of the company, which I thought was a nice touch as the show went off the air. So this show had some really good stuff on it, but also some stuff that wasn't super impressive. And just in addition, we got appearances, some live and some recorded. We saw Sting, Gail Kim, most interesting to me, I was surprised, AJ Styles, right? But he also had to be like, I'd like to thank WWE for allowing me to do this. Like, he still had to plug WWE. Kurt Angle, America's Most Wanted, came out with Chris Harris not looking in the best shape of his life, that's to say the yes. least, right? Um, Christy Hemi, who did look fantastic. And even Dixie Carter made a little bit of appearance. So I would say off the strength of the main event, the Queen of the Mountain match and the 10-man tag match, I, I gave this pay-per-view a B overall. All right, so it's time to do a preview. Are you ready?
1: Yes, so we'll get, we'll preview the card for AEW in New Japan and make r- some predictions for Bindor. I haven't predicted anything. Well, yet, let's do so. it off the cuff, buddy. So, we have three buy-in matches which is probably a record for AEW. Yeah, that's cool. Seems like it. Um, first one is Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. Um, I'll pick that could be fun. As they go, Swerve in our glory, um, because Gross. like I don't know, just feels like one, a match vehicle for them to win and Agree. Um I hope that the dissension thing is done so also cuz yeah, I'm you're not right. sure I know there's a rampages but um and then we'll kind of have the opposite side of the spectrum where we and So we have another tag match with buy it's Hiroki Goto yep. um I'm, I'm familiar with and not Yoshi Hashi who I'm also familiar with yep um against uh factories Aaron Solo, and QT Marshall. So I think like this one's also a vehicle for yes. just a victory, but at, on the ups, opposite side yes. of the spectrum, where n- this time it's being Goto and Hot. Yoshinashi. If, you're,
0: if you're keeping track, I agree with both of those. I think Swerve and Keith Lee need a win, um, and I would agree just basically it's the factory. They don't win. They don't need a win ever. Mm-hmm. so yeah we'll balance it at one for uh AEW, yeah that's what i was kind of thinking right? one it for new japan yep um another one that's kind of obvious the, the last buy in match
1: an eight-man tag max caster in the entirety of gun club versus um la dojo's alex coughlin oh, the yeah. dkc who just lost a hook I like kevin DKC. knight and yuya yamura yes I think it is so
0: um, uh cooglin is like this super jacked powerhouse guy with a mustache yeah um, i'm gonna go with Cast and gun club because i don't the other guys seem like just like
1: yeah um, they're la dojo guys they're new
0: japan strong guys and what is it d what's his name the three initials dkc i like him he's small but he's like a martial arts guy i, I he dig just lost a hook but i would also take um yeah the aew group on that one
1: and one of the few not interpromotional matches or maybe the only straight up not interpromotional match i believe it is mm-hmm. uh tony storm versus thunder rosa for the aw women's championship that being uh because new japan has no women's division which honestly aw might should maybe take notes
0: yeah uh, i'll take thunder rosa for this one i don't think they're ready to switch it off of her yet but i could be wrong because her reign hasn't been I'm super i not 100
1: sure but i think i'll go with rosa too just because like i don't know I, I like I her reign has been great, but I feel like they should prime someone better than storm or like if they were going to do storm, they should have done a better job hyping this. Yes. So I think I'll pick Rosa and it could be a good match just because Rosa just doesn't deliver on the other end of things. Like, I think she delivers in matches fine. Right. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. Versus TBA. So I'm going to pick Gargano for the surprise. So.
0: So are you taking him to win?
1: And then I'll say Gargano wins. Interesting. I'll just... I don't know. I'd, it could be Cesaro, and maybe that's... I don't know. I just feel like Gargano works a little better. and He's hes there. I, we know he's there, so...
0: I will say... Why
1: not? I'm going to take a gamble on that one. I will
0: take Sabre, then.
1: You're going take Sabre?
0: Yep. To use an office reference again. Yeah. Sabre. Sabre. Zach
1: Sabre Jr. Zach Sabre. All right. Um, Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota... Um, umino
0: um, amino, amino. um i'll um, take the aew guys i don't really have a reason
1: there's aew on both sides oh here. sorry
0: i'll take the the second group you said
1: that's what i was thinking as well kingston yes Utah, that
0: other guy the bcc i don't even know if it's bcc because only bcc is it's weird it's it's weird Okay. Um,
1: obvious one. Will Osprey, Orange Cassidy, IWGP US title. I've seen uh. You're taking Cassidy.
0: Uh, no, I am taking Osprey. Yeah. I don't see titles changing hands between I'm companies at this too. point. too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So inaugural AW All Atlantic title match. Pac, Miro, Malachi Black, Cart Connors. Um. I think there's like any, I think it could be anyone except Cart Connors. Yeah. Um. But personally, I. I think it should, I think it should be Malachi Black. I've seen arguments for Miro, and sure that works, but I don't know. I, I feel like Malachi Black works better.
0: I'm taking I Miro. I won't. I, I think won't it's know. time for Miro to have gold again.
1: Yeah, I I think that would make sense too, but I might, he already did, and I
0: think I just he's don't doing feel like Black needs it, right. a title. I don't know if it helps his gimmick at all. No, but I feel and like Miro it might,
1: because I don't know, just like the House of Black haven't really done anything in that so At least then now he's starting to do something. Yeah. Although I would like. I wouldn't even mind if we're both wrong and pack pulls something
0: out. Like I I think that would work too. Yeah, it would. like I
1: said, I think anyone not Clark Connors yeah. works for me, but I'm going to take knock. And Clark Connors is
0: pretty good. I've seen a lot of him. He's a small, pretty ripped dude. Um kind of like built like Danielson, but mm-hmm. not obviously as good, but he's good. Mm-hmm. You might like him. Um next we have FTR versus
1: Rapongi Vice versus uh United Empires. Jeff Cobb and Grado Khan in a winner take all tag three way for the ROH and IWGP say it twice. IWGP tag team titles. So that'll be both belts up for grabs. I'm taking F T R because I don't see Tony Khan wanting to put the the Ring of Honor titles on uh United Empire. This one's tough. Or a Vice. Because yeah. I and I think if let's say New Japan like if they have to drop their titles here, I think F T R is more likely to take those rather than uh Rohongi vice. I think and FTR has been hot lately too. So I think it's FTR.
0: I'm going to say Ocon and Cobb. Really? Yeah. I think we're going to free FTR from the ROH belt and get them back after the Bucks because they, I think right, they they are super hot right now. They should be they should be competing for the main titles if they can. I
1: think they keep those, right? And cuz then you want, you make FTR hotter then maybe they then they could be FTR Four belts. Yeah. Eh. Yeah that, eh. yeah, that could be true. I'd like to see him have four belts. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. They
0: could. They could have and them. They're so over right now. Then I'm...
1: after, Dax can tell Kenny Omega to suck it. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Wait. Damn it, Kenny had four belts too. He'd, he
0: had a million belts.
1: Well, it was three titles across four belts. This would be four separate titles, so he could still tell Kenny to suck it. Um, next, we have, speaking speak of the Bucks... We have Bullet Club, which is Bucks, Hikoleo, ELP versus dudes with attitudes. Why are they why do they have that name? I have no clue. I will. uh Sting, Darby Allen, Takagi, Taka- Takahashi.
0: Bullet Club. I feel like New Japan will want Bullet Club Club protected a bit. So yeah,
1: I think I'll take Bullet Club. I'll
0: take Bullet Club. They're more of a Darby could take a
1: hit, probably. Yeah.
0: He could. Maybe
1: that furthers the feud or or pin sting. Pin sting. Pin sting. Doubt it. Pin them. Do it. Pin them clean as a sheet. Yes. Uh... Jay White versus Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole versus Kazucho Okada IWGP World Heavyweight Title Jay White I'll retains. I you just I have got to it. Jay White. Yeah. There's no way. I saw like they. I saw He's a awesome. place predict like Okada takes it back. Why? I don't.
0: I mean, that's I think the only possibility if you want yes. to keep that feud going. But I don't but.
1: think that really makes sense because then I don't know why White even bothered to take it from him. And
0: I don't know if they want their main title changing hands on a show that's not theirs either, right? Just from a business well, it's half perspective, theirs. I guess. I wonder, are they getting? They must be getting some money from the. Yeah, that's the whole point of a I'm joint on it. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably my most anticipated
0: match. I think. Yeah, that should be awesome. Yes, but I, I think Jay White retains for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, Mox Tanahashi for the interim AEW title. It's Mox. I don't see why Tanahashi I is gonna.
0: I can't imagine a universe where Tanahashi wins it, so I'll Plus, take I Mox think as well. Moxley, it's kind
1: of a second reign for him, which yep. I think would be coolio.
0: And I think they just need someone. To carry that title obviously until punk comes yeah you'll like, keep it
1: they need stability right now right. right so i think that is mox and i agree you can carry that into blood and guts you can have some defenses have some fun with that and then face punk for it exactly
0: so i will also take mm-hmm. mr moxley that is it should be a fun show i mean i know it's been a bit of a train wreck getting to the show but well, i think it'll be good when me too. the actual show So itself... how many matches total sorry including the three on the buy-in
1: um let me see so there's the three on the buy-in there's 12 on the
0: last show wasn't it um on um whatever it was called
1: there's 12 total including the buy-in nice so nine made card that'll be a long night for us buddy tomorrow but you don't have school the next day so
0: maybe we'll do it all in one shot unless you fall asleep on the couch or me i shouldn't act like i never do that because it's kind of my move Mm -hmm. i'm i'm warning you males in my family nap at the drop of a hat so you're going to inherit that from me because if you notice, never. my dad will fall asleep in like that's, mid-conversation sometimes. Like if there's a bit of a lull in the conversation, he's asleep. That's never been it's my the, thing. Yeah, wait, you'll grow into it. I don't want to. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, but anyways, do you have figuring it out for us? also
1: helps if you have a late bedtime. It does. Do you have figuring it do. out this week?
0: Uh, a little bit. You do? All right, bit. so let's transition to that. Our final segment, Jack's going to give us a bit of an update on the world of wrestling figures, and that is figuring it out with Jack. <laughs>
1: Um, so there's like a bit revealed, nothing because basics basics, yeah, um, it's just images for new basics uh, there's basic one thirty two which is Tamina, so that's interesting. She's got two <laughs> figures, nobody's Mina, nobody Mina than Tamina, she's got a blue one, and then she's kinda kind of green one that's lame, no one cares. um, there's a black and gold tights Bobby Lashley, which is all right, uh Kashida and trunks, which is okay. Uh, retro ray mysterio which is in like purple which is okay um there's the u.s tights or u.s trunks uh, riddle i don't remember when exactly that's from but i remember him wearing them i don't know when either um maybe i feel like it was after he won the title not when he won the title and there's also basic 133 which has like a blue balor uh steve austin with a painted 316 day shirt um and a goatee that's way too dark (laughs) uh roman reigns with a yellow gauntlet do not mistake for gold because this is a basic where everything must suck that's right so that is definitely a yellow gauntlet Uh, natalia in red thank god she only has one figure amazing because the chase variant is cedric alexander he's got the normal one which is the black and gold hurt business look and then he's got these red and yellow tights for the chase variant which is obviously sweet so that's kind of neat and then they're doing series two of Super 7's major wrestling podcast ultimates because they do these ultimate figures for different ones. They do New Japan's figures. They did um, the first round, the first batch for the major pod, which is just great. Myers and Cardona, and then they did Good Brothers ones to the second group. You were telling me what a great couple deal they are. <laughs> of the, um, the major pod ones. And so you got Brian Myers in black and gray gear. He's got three heads, his mask, a hood, a vest, some interchangeable hands. Uh, and a major pod chair and then you got Cardona and like this green and purple gear with like it looks kind of like a paint splatter a bit with black these guys internet title like the updated one mm-hmm. bunch of interchangeable hands sunglasses three heads entrance gear 75 bucks each no thanks which is the american price
0: pass even worse for us yeah that's yeah that is that's much trofous. worse for us not great no a- anything else uh, no. That is it? No. Nope. That is bringing us to the end of episode... I assume you're in them both because you love them both. I do love them both so much. Uh, episode 101 is in the books now. Um, so we've got Forbidden Door. I don't know if we'll run a special episode or if we'll just recap it on next week's We will week's do show. one of the two. One of those. We'll talk about it at some point. So if you just are following us or subscribing or whatever, you'll obviously be notified when that happens and you should follow us or whatever you do on these platforms would be much appreciated. But we appreciate any time you are spending with us, listening to us talk about wrestling for a couple hours every Saturday. So we'll definitely be back for episode 102 next Saturday, if not before. So until then, take care.